Hi, welcome to the Games Junk Game Club Podcast, episode 50. My name is Jason Ariola, and joining me today is John Lucero. Hi, thank you for having me. No problem, John. Welcome back, man. It's good to have you back. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, just in general with the podcast, uh, kind of, yeah, just the timeline in general with the podcast, it's been a while. But it's also been a while <laughs> since you've been on, so it's been about two months now, say, three? Uh, probably four, I think. I don't. I was out of the. I was out of the country for one of those months too. Oh, that's so. right. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had to postpone. Uh, we had to postpone one of our game clubs for that. We still need to get that one done eventually. So. But, <laughs> I think I still have the notes for that somewhere. I yeah, I do too. I've got all. I got a whole lot of notes. So. <laughs> and I, I know we have very. I think we have very differing differing opinions on that one. As I yeah. recall correctly, yes, we do. So. Yeah. Uh, Brittany, I think said she was gonna end up having to replay it, probably just to remind herself of what the hell. So. I think she was somewhere in the middle of our opinions, so. So that'll be a, that'll be a nice little one when we get to that. But anyway, we should probably stop talking about an episode that <laughs> might not happen for another month or two and start talking yeah. about this one. So. All right, sounds yeah. like a plan. Yeah. Same. Okay. Um, so, basically, I think what this show we're going to be doing is like, eh, the first talk, segment we'll talk about games we've been playing, and then the second segment we'll kind of go over some some stuff news and then maybe some e3 prediction type stuff uh so john why don't you go ahead and you've probably been playing more interesting stuff than i have because i tend <laughs> to just play oddball stuff so why don't you go ahead and explain uh what you've been playing to me lately? and i'll i'll fire off questions as i see fit uh well uh, like everyone in the world uh this past week i've been playing overwatch it's uh it's a damn good game <laughs> like that's the only it's the only way to describe how well made and it's a Blizzard game, so I mean they're always well made. Yeah, it's. Uh, it's. it's like, I think the craziest part is that they've never made a shooter before, and this is their first crack at it, and it's damn near perfect. <laughs> and I, I love first-person shooters. I play, I play a lot of them, and this one is one of the best I've, I've ever played. So let me ask you: Is it, I know the whole premise for maybe the. Um, Maybe for those unfamiliar, though, is the whole premise basically it's sort of like a team fortress type thing. Basically, it's just yes, you team yeah. up and you just kick the shit out of each other. Yeah, it's like a team fortress with a lit. Okay, uh, it, the MOBA thing is incorrect, but like, like MOBA heroes, I guess it's like more they're more distinct characters than uh, the team fortress characters are. But since there's 21 unique characters, and they're all extremely unique. Um. And that's one of the cool. That's probably one of the, one of the best parts of the game is the characters, is how well defined they all are, and how easy it is to just to not only remember remember what they do, but what they like, what their even their names are. Because I mean, you've played, you've probably played games before where you couldn't tell me tell me the name of like half of the characters that were in the game, but uh, like everyone, it seems like everyone is able to call out a name of a character just. From immediately, they recognize them immediately. They know what they can do, and uh, yeah, it's probably my, it's probably one of the more impressive parts of the game, and just how well it runs at all times. Well, especially how quickly this game has come out. Normally, it takes a little while for things to kind of solidify, especially with a I don't want to say personality based, but a personality based shooter. Um, so you kind of already have a feel for. Like, oh, this character does this, and this character might be weak against this. Uh, like this early in the game, you already have that feeling for it. Oh yeah, like you get that you get you get that early on. Like there's some there are some basic weaknesses that kind of come come across, but then there's like the advanced stuff later in the game. Like there's a character um, Genji who has this. Uh, he's a little more he's a little more advanced, uh, and he, one of his uh, abilities is a deflect is to deflect bullets. And but I didn't know how uh, 
I don't know how many things he could deflect until I was a character that's Farah and her ultimate is missile barrage. And when you, when you just unleash a volley of missiles, mm-hmm. and he, I, I used it, and a Genji deflected the missiles back at me and killed me with my own missiles. Nice. Yeah, and uh, or a Bastion, which is the turret character that a lot of new, a lot of new characters, a lot of new players tend to uh, say mm-hmm. is overpowered. Yeah, because he's a, but he's a, he just he's a station. He can just turn into a stationary turret and unload. But a Genji can deflect all of his bullets back at him and kill him pretty much instantly hmm. because. Yeah. So is uh so is Bastion like that robot looking one? Kind of looks like a yeah. Warframe skin, basically. Yeah, yeah okay. that's the one. Okay. Now, yeah. what's the uh, what's what's the uh, like the cover girl, the uh, the one with the butt pose or whatever? Oh, uh, Tracer. Yes. The tel- the one that blink. That's my favorite character, actually. Okay. My, my personal choice. She is. She's got my favorite power, like superpower, just teleporting. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's she takes. Her job is basically to be as annoying as possible <laughs> to the other team. Okay. Like if you're you a good tracer player stays alive for as long as possible and just chips away at people cuz she has two submachine guns that actually do a lot of the, do a decent amount of damage if you can focus enough shots onto someone. And your job is just to, to blink around, distract people and uh chip away at their health while other stronger characters can get to the battle because they're slower than Tracer is. She's probably the fastest character in the game. So she kind of, if we're going for like a Team Fortress 2 analogy, she's kind of like the scout, basically. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's probably the closest thing to her. Yeah, her job, um, you don't, uh, she doesn't get a lot of, like, straight kills, but this game is, uh, uh, it counts eliminations as, as long as you do damage to another character when they die, mm. you you get, you get, con- uh, it counts it as elimination as an elimination for you. Okay. So, which is one of the cool things that they do to uh, make players feel better. I guess when you're playing, is like, oh, you're getting a bunch of kills, even though maybe you didn't technically kill that person, but you did damage to them. I got you. So, so it kind of like guys like me who might get a chip <coughs> shot in or something, while guys <laughs> like you are actually doing some real heavy damage. I'm like, hey, look, I helped. Uh, I mean, Tracer is usually her her elimination is usually from chip shot damage, but uh, uh, like. But yeah, she's hard to kill. Like I went thirty and four early uh, a few matches ago that I was playing with her. Wow! And uh, she also has a nice move. Her ultimate is a sticky grenade, which is a little bit tricky to use. But she her one of her special abilities is to rewind herself. Uh, and only she only she rewinds a few seconds back. No, it doesn't rewind anything but you. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can get your health back. Oh, okay. That what? Yeah, it literally it rewinds you a few seconds back, and you the same state you were when you uh, when you were at that point. Okay, um, so how how does that actually work for people not playing as Tracer? Like, what does that look like? See, uh, when you're playing as Tracer, it uh, it's like it shows you just kind of like rewinding. Mm-hmm. Um, when someone else sees it, it's literally like she she teleports, like it just she just blinks away, and she's and but if you've been fighting here and you. And you pay attention. You can you can kind of guess where she's going to reappear at, or near the general area where she's going to reappear at. Okay. But also the key to tracer is you never chase a tracer because she'll come back. She's going to come back. So, like, uh, she'll come back to, to. So if you chase her, you're gonna you're gonna end up getting yourself killed by some by someone else. Okay. Um, so the best strategy with tracer sounds to be sounds to me to be like hit her as much as you can. She'll disappear. Don't worry about her. As soon as you see her again, try to pelt her down again. I would say she's. 
she's might have. I think she has the lowest health bar of anyone. Yeah. So uh, yeah, because all the health is different based on like you get your tanks and then your glass cannons and your everything in between. Right. So it's kind of um. I guess the reason why a lot of people compare it's like a MOBA thing is just because it's like a hero-based shooter and certain characters have certain things that they're good at. And it's, I guess in a way like a class system, but there's not, now here's something I want to ask. Is there, can you have more than one of these characters running around on each team? So like, could you have a team yeah, full of tracers yeah. or whatever? You could have a team of five, of the same exact character running on the same team. Okay. So it's five V five then? Yes. Five okay. V five. Uh, the matchmaking is very fast. Like it's, it's uh, sometimes I want to uh, go back to the menu to open up the, the loot boxes. When you level up in this game, your only, your reward is a loot is a loot box. That's the only difference, and it gives you cosmetic items that uh, they don't um, change. They don't change the characters at all. Your characters are the same. No matter what player level you are, all the characters are the same at all times. Okay, so basically, yeah. like your reward is. I guess bring this comparison again is like a team fortress thing, like basically yeah. just decoration type stuff. Yeah. Blizzard, uh, as they've been known to do, took a previous template and perfected it. Gotcha. It, okay. Yeah. Like with world of Warcraft and with Hearthstone and everything, everything else they've done, they took something that had already been done and then blizzarded it up and made it, uh, ex- incredibly accessible, incredibly deep and incredibly polished. Oh, okay. Well, it sounds yeah. interesting. Except, um, I'm not very good at shooters anymore, so that would be uh, that would probably list me off this thing altogether. So. Uh, there, are, I mean, not um, some characters don't even have uh, have guns. Like there's Reinhardt, who is the sheet who has a giant energy shield and mm-hmm. a giant hammer, and his job is to tank damage. And uh, he's he's good for leading, really good for leading charges. I actually play as him quite a bit. Um, there's the healer, the healer characters. Like Lucio, who's kind of like I don't I get I don't really play MMOs, but what I've been told is he's like a he's like a bard in an MMO, mm-hmm. and that he he uses music to either speed characters up or heal them while they're in his area, and uh, yeah, it, it's it's quite the variety. It's that's what's so impressive about it. Uh, we had a friend play with us in the beta that didn't like first person shooters, and uh, she's actually gonna get she's actually getting the game tomorrow or the day after to play with us. So it's, I recommend giving it a shot at least with, if you have, especially if you have friends to play it with. Um, yeah, I would imagine that would be a lot better. Like playing it with some people, you know, um, have you been playing it with like kind of strangers a lot then? Uh, yeah. I've, Cause my, my people that I will, will be playing it with get it, are getting it as next week, but I got it uh, when it came out. So I've been playing by myself, which is frustrating because sometimes, because I don't put on a headset because I don't want to talk to I don't want to talk to internet people. Ah, but I, yeah, man, so, my own heart. <laughs> yeah, so I don't want to. I I just know I'm not going to get along with a lot of, and I also don't want to be that guy that's just barking orders because most most people don't put on headsets anyway. Like yeah. it's pretty common. It's there's always there's, sometimes there's that one guy complaining about Bastion, but uh, <laughs> even though he's not a thing to complain about. <laughs> uh, but that can get frustrating because you're trying. Like there are some like commands you can call out, and even the characters like mid game will will have like things that they'll say. Like they'll say behind you. Like you, just the characters are designed to do that to help you out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, every character has when their ultimates or when they're doing certain moves. 
like like super like uh, characters in an anime yell pretty much say their move every time. Oh, so right, you, right. So, so you know, so you know when it's coming. Uh, so how is, do they how do they gate those powers? Is there like a cooldown bar or? Yeah, it's all cooldown bars, and mm-hmm. uh, and Blizzard even put in the nice little touch to. And so you know you see a bar going up. Uh, they just they have this, they have the bar, and then they also have a number on the bar telling you how many seconds are left on it at all times. Okay. Which is on it, which actually makes a difference because you know exactly when you're going to have something. So yeah, I was going to say sometimes that cooldown bar like it seems like it might be coming up a little quicker, so you might wait on something while you're in the middle of like getting attacked just to yeah. see if that cooldown bar will kind of take effect so you can use a power. So I think the, yeah, I, I actually sounds like a nice option where you have the seconds this way, you know exactly how much longer and like, well, am I going to be able to sustain this long enough that I can come back and whip this guy's ass or should I just run and hide? Yeah. It's, uh, it's just a, such a well-made, like it, it runs at a constant 60. Um, it's uh it looks i mean it it just looks great in general the character the art design is great yeah it's yeah and they and 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 that's something too with blizzard like they they took the time to really kind of craft these characters out like i i've i guess i don't i don't say i don't have any interest but just realistically i'm probably never going to play this but like even i kind of just like know what they look like at least and they went through a lot of effort with like making those little movies for each character too didn't they which which are very good. I actually watched them. Those movies are very well done. Uh, they're little pics. They're kind of Pixar esque, and uh, they give backstory. They because every character has. If you go online, you can figure out what their. We can read their bio and figure out the part of the, their part in the story. There is an overarching story, but you. I mean, if you never, if you, <laughs> you also could never know about that if you if you didn't just go on if you didn't go online to search for it. It's like okay. Dark Souls. It's like Dark Souls that way. So it's the st- so uh, the story's there if you want it, but if you don't, you just want to go and shoot shit. Basically, it's there too. Oh yeah, that's okay. <laughs> is they don't there's like little references like while you're playing, like characters will talk, will say things to each other that are like that are definitely the references. Some of them are references to those movies, like things that happened in those little movies they did. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's a multiplayer game. It's all that's all it is. It's, uh, but there it it doesn't. And there's only like four or five game types. Okay. Um, you and you literally just you can do quick play, custom game, match versus AI, or the uh, weekly brawl, which is uh which is like, um, it just a random. It creates a random game type. Like this week is called arcade. And every character has double health, all all uh, cooldowns recharge twice as fast, and your ult rec- and charges three like seventy five percent faster. So mm-hmm. it's so that it so is that. But really, you just hit quick play, and it throws you into match, and you're either doing a and the maps. The game mode is based on what map you're playing on. Okay. And is, there's payload, which is straight from Team Fortress. <laughs> um, there is there's control. There is capture, and deathmatch. No deathmatch. Really? Okay. Actually, there is technically when before if you're in a match and there are not enough players and it's try, it's waiting to instance the match and finding player and find players, it will allow you to run around and kill each other while you're waiting. But usually, it, the matchmaking is so fast that you don't have a chance to even to even do that, even when like when it starts. But uh, yeah, but it's. It's all team. It's all team stuff. Hmm. 
Okay. Well, that actually does sound kind of intriguing. Again, not not something I'm probably going to ever get around to playing. And I don't think it's nothing against it particularly. It's just a matter of time and not my sort of thing. I don't enjoy going online and just getting destroyed constantly, um, which is why anytime I play like a first-person shooter, I might play the first week of it having launched. And then after that, everyone has surpassed me, and I am just done with it. So. <laughs> I, I will say about this game, it is the, probably the most hyped shooter since probably Titanfall, I would say. And it's the it lived up to the hype way more than Titanfall ever did. And uh, um, it's probably the the best multiplayer shooter since Call of Duty's heyday. When I when I was a big I was a big Call of Duty guy when I was younger when it was when it was in its prime. Oh, and, yeah, uh, the modern warfare era. Yeah, then the and then the first Black Ops, and uh, yeah, that was. So this is probably my favorite multiplayer game since then. And that was Black Ops came out in like 2010, I want to say. That sounds about so, right. Yeah. Um, so, so speaking yeah, of, uh, let's 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 transition there. When you bring the multiplayer up, a game that has a multiplayer aspect that you've also been playing um, and is largely a single player thing, uh, Uncharted Four. <laughs> I yeah. want you to talk about Uncharted Four a little bit because I have not picked it up because. I haven't even played three yet. Um, I've, I, I have bought all three of the original ones, like day of, and I almost never get to play them right away. So I'm just going to kind of hold off and wait until the price drops to maybe like 30 bucks on, on a sale at some point, and then I'll snag it. So. Oh, yeah, that, that'll, that won't be too long. I'm pretty. No, uh, I, I actually just yeah. picked up a, a Quantum Break a couple days ago for $35. So I was like, yeah, I've, yeah. So I heard that was not too great, but I mean, maybe. I haven't, maybe. I, I literally yeah. played about the first three minutes of it, so I haven't even shot anything yet, so I can't yeah. tell you for sure. From, so. from what, this, what I've seen of it, the shooting did not look very good. Anyway, that's not, I don't, yeah. I'm not going to talk about Quantum Break. <laughs> I don't yeah. Have, yeah, maybe we'll I talk about it. Quantum Break when I've actually played it, and I could, I could yeah. argue with you one way or the other. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, tell me about Uncharted 4. Um, like, uh, for me, just because I've... Let me take that back. I I played the the uh, the Vita version a little bit, and I played the I played the third one maybe about an hour or two, maybe a chapter or two, basically. Um, but the second one is that one that has just like stuck in my mind as like being the pinnacle of the series. And I'm hearing from a lot of people that this might actually overtake that. How do you how do you feel in that sense? What's your history with Uncharted two? Uh, well, my history with Uncharted is. When Uncharted 2 came out and it was and it blew the world away, I had not played Uncharted. I I was never interested in the first Uncharted, but um, I'm a person that likes to play things in order to do things in order. <laughs> so to so I played the first one, which is a good which is a good game. It has hasn't aged very well actually now, but back when it came out, it was it was it looked good. It played good. Yeah, but that was uh, that was one when I got my PS3. Like that was the first game maybe I picked up. I think so. Yeah, um, it's it's an all right it's an all right game. I don't think it's aged particularly well. No, no, I think it's one of those that yeah. it was a yeah. it was a game of the time, and that time has now passed, unfortunately. So, so when Uncharted Two came out, I was uh, fifteen. <laughs> I know that might make you feel really old. I was <laughs> but, just uh, going to say that. So thanks yeah. for that. Yeah. Um, that game blew my 15 year old mind. It was so, uh, Uncharted 2, uh, like redefined the genre. The genre it was in. For, it was that's how good that game was. Uh, just for the set pieces, the the actually, uh, I just watched on Giant Bomb today a Uncharted Tech retrospective where uh, Brad Shoemaker sits down with 
John Bellamy, a lead programmer over at Naughty Dog, mm-hmm. and they literally go through the entire uh, um, Uncharted series and just and look where how the tech evolved, and they talk about how they designed certain things in the game. So if you're like, if you're either a really big game nerd or you like Uncharted, it's a fun, it's a cool video to watch. And um, as I watch it, seeing the leap, seeing the leap from one to two is still jaw dropping. Like it's. It yeah. looks it's 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 only a two year gap in between them, but it might as well have been like a, a console generation in terms of how much better two is than the first one. It is almost disturbing, like how much Uncharted One kind of looked like a very nice looking PS2 game to Uncharted Three or Uncharted Two just looks like a at the time next gen title. It's just it was I was continually amazed at just the tech they were wrenching out of the ps3 and i've got one of the old uh the george foreman looking ones and yeah I had, that, I had that too and yeah. that, that thing yeah. word itself very hard like nothing else until uh the last of us came out playing that game yeah that's uh yeah I, um and of course naughty dog is the only people that can top it with their own with another game <laughs> um but yeah uncharted 2 it, the, it's the the train seek. Every everyone remembers the train sequence. You right. remember the e, the E3 demo with the helicopter in Nepal, um, which uh, still looks. That's the part they played when they were doing the retrospective. That was uh, uh, also the demo, I think, for the uh, for the uh, remastered collection. I think when they put that on the or up on PSN was that yeah, was that section, the, if I remember right. Yeah, that part. Uh, the what the building the building building collapsing. Uh, that is a that. That is a really, really good. That's the only one I've beaten multiple times. That that's how that's a really good game. Um, three, I've only played a little of three. I actually watched a movie of three before four <laughs> came out because I did. I just something. I don't know what it was. I just felt like done with Uncharted. Like two was so good, and three was not the leap that two was. Right. It looks it looks better than two. Um, but I don't like, I don't think it's written as well as two was, mm-hmm. um, and maybe because but, the best, the better writers were working on the last of us at that time. Yeah. A lot of programmers were pulled over to the last, a lot of the good programmers were pulled over to the last of us as well. Um, so, and it, I think it shows in three that they were working on, um, the next game changer. <laughs> so it's, uh, I mean, but there's still cool stuff in three from what I've seen, like the part where you fly out of a cargo plane and it, and you're hanging on crates and fighting people while while hanging from a cargo plane the, over the Rubal Khali desert. Yeah, that's and that's sort of one of the more iconic images of that. Especially, I think if I remember right, that's the cover of the Game of the Year edition or whatever it was. Sounds it, right. It has him like holding onto the the cargo net as just like shit's falling out. Yeah. With of course him yeah. pointing a gun or something. Yeah, so. he's re- he's. Always falling. He's the most clumsy person. I forget um. where it was. I was listening, or what podcast I was listening to, but they mentioned that there is like a a like super clip of Nathan Drake just going, "No, no, 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 no!" Yeah, that's like that's. I'm sure there's t-shirts of of that. Just the, the no, 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 no thing is just constant. And I guess that brings us to four now, right? Um, first of all, four. If you want to talk about leaps, four is probably the best looking console game i've ever seen um it's almost if it it runs at 30 
I think, is what it's what it's locked at. Right. Um, which I guess is the only thing you could say against it. But holy God, that game looks good <laughs> at all times. That's yeah. you know, the little bit I've seen of it. Yeah, I mean, that game... And that's something Naughty Dog has always been very good at, is pushing the tech of whatever console... Well, maybe not always. Since Uncharted 2, they've always been... Or they've been good at pushing the tech at whatever console they're on, so... Um, yeah, it's... Yeah, the facial animations, the mo the, the the act... At this point, like, characters are basically just actors. It's so... It's become so, uh... So realistic. Like, the facial animations become so realistic. So that's... It, it it makes their cuts their cutscenes that much better. Let me give you a little uh, perspective here. I was going through playing uh, Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver on the Dreamcast uh, maybe two days ago, and Great game. the but, uh, yeah. the facial animations are non-existent, and it is almost comical because it is like a I guess a sort of like their face is basically a triangle, but not equal angled so I, it's been a long time since i've taken geometry so i don't remember the exact definitions of triangles <laughs> but one with a a its high point is not very high acute sure i think, I think an acute angle i want to say i you you could be saying the right thing or you could also be making something up i don't know so um, <laughs> but and their faces are just stretched out over this over these like two panels and the voices like as the head is like shaking back and forth it was just like wow this is this is pretty terrible because it was like the first human you run into and he's like begging for his life with some of uh, some of the like newly hatched or whatever they were like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of remember. It's been a while, but I remember some of that game. It's, yeah, it's a really good game. Pretty pretty hideous looking. Um, the nice yeah. thing is I'm playing it on an emulator, so I was able to uh, remap the uh, D-pad, uh, the camera control on the D-pad left and right onto one of the thumbsticks. So, oh man, that's that, got to be a game changer. Oh, that helped a lot. <laughs> I tried playing it on PS One because I have because I, I bought it, and I put, or I tried playing it on my PS Three, and I was just like, wow, this is this is ugly. I don't remember this game being this ugly. So I started going online. And I saw Dreamcast videos of it. I was like, oh, the Dreamcast version's a lot prettier, and I still have it. So I just decided to just download the em- or download it, play it, emulate it, and yeah, it's a lot prettier on the Dreamcast. So anyway, we should get back to Uncharted. Four. So yeah. So facial animations on Uncharted Four. Basically, what you're saying is incredible. A a <laughs> gigantic step up from what we we're just talking about with the Soul Reaver. Yeah, it's <laughs> you can you can just tell like the emotion on a character's face now just from what like they when they furrow their brow or they they raise their it's just like and that seems like that's something that we've been able to do before, but this is like a whole other level of just like of facial animation. It's uh. It's a good-looking game. I mean, it, everyone knows that, but yeah, it's it has to be. You have to, it has to be said. Uh, the the voice acting is always great. Uh, Nolan North and Troy Baker do a fantastic job. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a little funny that Troy Baker popped in on this one. So. Yeah, it's that's that's some sort of meta meta joke from Naughty Dog, probably. I don't know. Uh, yeah, maybe it's just like, oh, hey, look, it's it's the two big. Two big actors from it's all the new of the Nolan games. North, yeah, yeah, basically, yeah, playing the older brother. It's yeah, it's, it's uh, um, all, all and, I needed was um, oh god, what's her name that plays uh, Femme Shep on Mass Effect? Oh, uh, Jennifer Hale. Hey, Jennifer Hale, yes, I'm yeah. Jennifer Hudson, who uh, yeah, is a singer, not a voice actress. Yeah, so. not a not a voice actress. Ew, <laughs> well, maybe she is. We don't know what she is. She's probably done. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, but I guess I should talk about playing the game too. It's probably important. So, uh, like, uh, so like, 
as an Uncharted fan, more like like I said, not huge. But I enjoy the games. The weakest thing I've always felt has been like the gunplay. Like it always kind of felt a little not great. You could like sit there and hit somebody. You swore you hit somebody directly in the head because in their your aiming reticule, the circle is right around their face, and you hit it, and they still keep coming at you. And you're like, okay, that's great. Um, yeah. is, has it improved any in this one, or is it's, it about the same? It, it has improved, but it is, it is still not great. It is still not, like... It is not the game... It's not Gears of War. It's not, like... Um, not Rainbow Six. Yeah, it's not... If, if you want good third... If you want, like, pinpoint third-person shooting, this is not the game for that. Okay. It's, uh... Especially the assault rifles are all seem... All feel pretty inaccurate. Um, they get the job done. I do is, I mean, they hit, they will hit people, <laughs> but uh, I stuck. I usually stick with the stuck with the handgun. That's how I. That's how I've always kind of played those games. Yeah, I've kind of used the uh, the assault rifles for when maybe I'm getting like overwhelmed and I just kind of spray and pray behind cover because it feels about as accurate. Yeah, it's uh, they've they've added uh, some stuff. They take there's a lot of cues from The Last of Us in this game that they that they put that they've implemented and one of them is like some some more stealth stuff a little bit more stealth stuff it's not like it's nothing crazy it's just there are stealth kills now and, and uh, there's it, there are areas more designed for stealth than in previous games uh, um but what i really want to say about about playing this game is the first half of this game save for a few mo- like uh, a heist in a uh, a heist level which is really well done where they uh, which is and there's a really cool uh, part when you're um trying to cut the power and then it cuts back to a cut like a a currently going scene so it's and it's so seamless it's very it's very movie-esque in the way it's cut and Naughty Dog's gotten very good at that too is uh the cinema is the cinematic stuff is impeccable um but other than a few standout levels for the first half of the game i was pretty bored <laughs> overall the story was uh this the story wasn't going m- many places and it kind of came to a head at the very almost the very midpoint of the game you're just driving around madagascar in a in a jeep or four by four and it was it was late when i was playing a level but i was I was falling asleep while I was playing it. Um, so that doesn't bode the, very well. But that being said, the very next level is probably the best level in the entire game, and it's it's in uh, and from the from that level on, it's a pretty fantastic video game. It's uh, it, it the pace is pretty pretty. Uh, Pretty breakneck, pretty breakneck from there on out. Okay. The the mystery starts to become more interesting. Uh, you're chasing a pirate's treasure this time, Henry Avery. Um, he who committed the um, biggest heist in I believe history when he um, robbed a uh, was it a was it a Hindi vessel? It, he hundreds of mil- he stole he stole hundreds of millions in gold. From the, when he robbed this vessel, um, and you're, you're out. You're at, that oh, sounds oh. vaguely familiar, wasn't it? From if I'm recalling correctly, like India, but around like Africa. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, because you're in Madag- you It's near Madagascar when you're uh, looking for it. Okay. Yeah, uh, that sounds familiar. Actually, was, I think I just watched something you... on the History Channel about that maybe about a, six months ago or a year ago. So. Yeah. Um. The. The. 
the the writing is pro the, the writing of the story is probably the best it's ever been in the series. Like two is a re- is really good, but it's more um it's a lot a lot more quippy and more uh more it's closer to Raiders of the Lost Ark probably in terms of uh this one is more of a character is more on the more about the characters this time because uh, Drake's old now he's got he's older um he's he's married Elena they, they say, live watch, uh, watch the old comments there buddy yeah he's probably he's, younger uh, than me or my age at this point so I think he's I think he's in his 40s oh okay at this point at this point okay maybe, uh, okay, maybe I don't feel he, so bad then I can't, late 30s I don't remember he's older um he is work he is now working a He's using his treasure hunting skills to work like a like a nine to five job where he does uh, like sal- uh, salvage searches. What the hell is it called? He he, he uh, dives Isn't it like for copper he, or something basically. Yeah, yeah. Like he he does dives for that stuff with the company, and uh, it was like a really nice moment early on when him and Elena are at home and they're just talking and it's a very um, real. It's just a very realistic moment. Uh, I'm not married. You probably you could probably uh, relate more to it, but it seemed it just seemed like a very natural conversation. Um, Did it kind of come across as like, oh, we don't not, we don't have a whole lot to say to each other, but we don't no, no, right. it was just. Uh, I mean, like, I'm not, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying like they're distant from each other, but there's there's so oh, much of an understanding between the two of them, basically, because they've been yeah. together for so through so much and for so long. Yeah, yeah, it's very much like that. Okay. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I can totally relate to that one. Yeah, and then, um, and then of course his his uh, brother Sam, who I think is a very very well written character. If they they justify him not have being mentioned at all for the entire series decently well. At that point, they uh, was it's oh good good. Oh, it's still like, um, I'm if you if you try. A little. If you try enough, you can find you can find plenty of holes in like the, and you can find some holes in the backstory, based on what happened in the previous games. Well, yeah, uh, they, they sort of do have to retcon him in, basically. Yeah, but it, they do a really good job of it, I think, and I I thought he was a good, he was a, a pretty good addition. The this, they've all this also has the strongest uh, villains, I think, of uh, the series, most well written at least. The main villain is. Uh, the perfect like Weasley, like you want to, you want him to, to die by the end of it, villain. Okay, uh, so he's so he's like maybe a couple steps away from twirling his mustache and uh, tying somebody up to a train set of train tracks, sort of thing. Maybe he's not necessarily he's not necessarily. <laughs> I don't know about dastardly is the word I would use. Okay, he's just an a hole. Okay. I think yeah, he's just like he, with a like a um, inferiority complex. And then he also, and then Nadine, Nadine Ross is the uh, the mercenary. He hi, she she's the head of a mercenary group that he he hired. She's mm-hmm. a very she's a very cool character. She uh, um she kicks Drake's ass more than once. <laughs> so um, <laughs> uh, yeah yeah uh, is so the one thing I'm kind of curious about, and hopefully he doesn't spoil anything too much because we'll try to kind of you know poke around the spo- or spoiling anything is. Is the dialogue choices do they play out really at all I, in anything? I, Have you been able to? Talk I want to say I can remember one instance where there are dialogues, a dialogue tree, 
maybe there was another one that I'm not remembering, but it was literally just pick the one liner you want Drake to say. It was the whole point of the uh, uh, the dialogue tree. Just the it it sticks out quite a. I'm trying to think of any other point in the game. I can only remember one point in the game where you do it. Maybe I just maybe the rest wasn't very memorable, but I just remember one where it was like pretty much pick a one liner. I mean, they were funny. Granted, they were good one-liners. Um, Drake's good at the quips. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So that's basically all it seems to be is like kind of pick your own insult sort of thing. Yeah. The uh, the story they the story is set like it's 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 an uncharted game. You're gonna you're gonna travel across the world. You're gonna you're gonna jump and barely make make the jump, and uh, you're gonna shoot you're gonna shoot a, a shit ton of people, and get away with a lot of murder. But, uh, oh well, that's because of the pseudo narrative dissonance or whatever the fuck. Pretentious <laughs> Jagoff wants to talk about. It's a fucking video game. Calm down. Yeah, but it's anyway, uh, <laughs> uh um, clearly that doesn't bother me at all. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole other conversation, probably. Um, what was I gonna say? Also, the end. I think the ending is the best ending of any of the games. It. It eschews the supernatural stuff that has come up in the uh, previous games at the end, at a, um, and goes just goes for a more straightforward ending. And then the epilogue is pretty damn near perfect of an ending, I think, for the series. It, it, it's one of my favorite moments from the series for sure. Okay, uh, yeah, that's kind of always been the thing with um, Uncharted is they always always seem to have like this supernatural kind of uh, twist. I say at the end where it's kind of like it almost feels like a cop-out like oh hey like, this is why everything's happening this way like, like and two is so perfect and then the blue dude show up and you just and then there's the boss fight at the end which is a pain in the ass two <laughs> i could bitch about the end of two for a while I, uh, I have not played two since it first came out like i beat it within the first couple of days of it having come out and yeah. honestly like outside of like maybe the like the village and the ice cave, like most of the game is kind of a haze for me anymore. Like I don't remember too much of it. So, um, it's pretty. It's it. It all came back when I was watching that video earlier. So it wasn't as fr- and now it's pretty fresh. Some of that stuff in my mind that I that I, I had forgotten about too. Just how cool that game. That's how fucking cool that game is. <laughs> um, it was. I mean, it was my. Uh, it's pr- that would have been my game of the year that year when it came out. Uh, actually, looking back now, I probably would have been Arkham Asylum. Uh, I think if that game holds up way better than Uncharted 2 does. Okay. Uh, but well, uh, and, so speaking of, we'll yeah. be re-releasing on this generation in the next few uh, months, I think, right? Yeah, we can talk about that in a second, probably. Yeah, yeah it's first like, uh, um, yeah, I, this is Uncharted 4. I will say is also the multiplayer is it's, it's fine. Uh, it's it's I play it with friends. That's a ringing endorsement. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, I play it with friends. This makes it way more fun. But I would not probably play it on my own. Okay. Uh, other. Yeah, uh, I it, played twos, and if I remember, I think it was twos, and I just kind of was like, "Oh, this is, this is here." Okay. Cool. Yeah, it's totally. It's it's totally part of the game. It's there. It's, <laughs> it's it works if you. I mean, if you like it, you like it. Yeah, see, and that's, like, the only real instance I've ever had of a, like, largely single-player experience getting a multiplayer experience that I actually enjoyed in there, save for a couple little stupid things, was the Mass Effect 3 one. 
I, my friend Gore and I, we played that a lot online. Like, I had a really good time with that. And I think it was just uh, because it it kept the Mass Effect thing, like... It, it, it Basically, it felt like Mass Effect, but you didn't feel like the savior character that Shepard is or the absolute badasses that your other characters are because you were kind of limited in your loadouts that you yeah. could pick. So it did, a, it, it did a good job of making you feel like you were still playing Mass Effect, but limiting your abilities so it wasn't just like these ungodly strong characters against people or against an AI that has no chance whatsoever against you. Yeah, and the uh, the waves escalated so well. Like it was, it felt it it. I felt like the challenge was always um, uh, right. If you as long as you pick the right difficulty to to start yourself at. Yeah, um, did the right difficulty and had the right teams and. You were yeah. lucky enough to get some of the better loot or gear for your characters, which that those boxes were the dumbest thing. I had such a hard time with those. Like that was uh-huh. kind of the thing. Like yeah. honestly, what I wanted was a a Krogan that could use biotics. I wanted one. That was all I wanted. I never got one. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I played with my, my, me and my friend Kyle. Uh, played. Uh, that was it. Came Mass Effect Three came out about two months before I went to the. I left uh, for basic training in the mm-hmm. military. Um, so I didn't get to play a lot of the multiplayer before I left, but we, we did play a fair amount of it. And that's also retroactively probably how I ended up meeting, uh, Brittany. That's how Kyle and her met. Uh, so. No, that's interesting. So, that's, and it yeah. was in seven day, like a couple years ago. So like a year and a half ago, basically that like Brittany and I, like, I don't even remember what it was. I think it was like us talking about the possibility of a, um, you know, Xbox one PS4 remake or remastering of of the trilogy. Yeah, we and talk I'm, about it all the time. Yeah. Every, every, yeah. It's it's something I wish would happen, and it's just like, it seems like money on the table for Bioware. It's like, you don't even really have to polish it up that much. Just put it on PS4 and Xbox One, and I'll go for it. I'll just take two. That's all I, if I, if I have to take one, I'll just take two. You know, honestly, I'm a fan of one. I'm, I'm yeah. the oddball. Sometimes I feel like... One's I, great. I One's love a great one. game. Uh, it, it's it, For me, it feels like yeah. the only Mass Effect that... It could be a standalone game. Like, two, it, there's too much... It's not really, like... It doesn't suffer from the Empire Strikes Back thing, but it does kind of feel like it does suffer from the middle... Being the middle defi- of the trilogy. It, it's definitely in the middle, because, I mean, the, it's... The, it ends on a cliffhanger, and it gets, it opens on a cliffhanger, too, <laughs> technically. Yeah, it, yeah it, kind uh, of, it kind of assumes yeah. you knew what happened prior. It, it, it does yeah. feel like that entry of, like, oh, if you walk into the middle of this, you're probably not going to know what the hell is going on, so... Yeah, um... But I guess the Mass Effect conversations for another day, probably. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I, I could do a whole. We could probably do a whole podcast talking about Mass Effect. I would love to one of these days. So, um, anyway, uh, and there was a third game you were playing. What was that one? Let's 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 try to steam target on this one. Oh, okay. Uh, first, I want to say uh, Uncharted Four is the second best Uncharted. Uh, the first half is weak, okay. uh, weak weaker. There was some standout moments in there, but the second half, it's if you're a fan of Uncharted, it's definitely a a good end to the series, and you should should uh, you should you should definitely play it. Uh, anyway, uh, Doom. That's what I've been. Uh, that was the other game that I've been playing, uh, and uh, that came out the same week. That came out the same week as Uncharted. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah. So I had to. So I spent a. That seemed like an I, error, but I've been very uh, very very busy lately. I. Uh, so that was, I was, I was very, uh, disappointed in that. So, so I just, I pretty much spent a Saturday playing th- through the rest of Uncharted that I hadn't been able, that I, from what I had 
I'd gotten about halfway through through the through the week because I'd play a little bit at night before I went to bed, mm-hmm. uh, and then I just powered through it on a Saturday when I didn't have anything to do, uh, just because I want because I wanted to play Doom. I am a fan of of the old Doom games, even though they're older than I am. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's okay. Uh, yeah, uh, do I think I wish more games were made like the current doom is made but i also don't think it would be as good otherwise uh the new doom is the best doom they have that has ever been made i'm gonna say that right wow. now it is okay it is do the, it the thing that has made me want to get this like i saw it and it looked yeah. fun but the thing that i wanted to like pick this thing up i haven't picked it up yet but i think i'm going to, to like take the dive on it is when he finds the little mini figs of himself, basically, yeah, like, turns yeah. his hand and fist bumps it, and then does the, like the little like wiggle finger wave thing away from himself. That that was oh man, that could be moment of the year for me. It was yeah. so it was so stupid and so great at the same time. That oh. is the kind of thing that I'm like. This is why I play video games. Like this yeah. is the kind of stuff that makes me love video games. It's just how stupid like some things can no, be. I would just in the most loving way possible. Doom is so stupid and so awesome because of it right. it's yeah. purposely stupid it, it's yeah I, the the i'm sure well maybe you've seen that clip of the polygon thing where everyone kind of blasted them for playing it poorly i guess have you seen that clip <laughs> no i have not seen I'll, it actually. i'll send you the link basically like it looks like whoever is playing this has never played a i don't want to say has never played a video game but is very not good at shooters because I, i'm not good at shooters and i can recognize non-talent when i see it and that looked like non-talent and i'm not one of those people that thinks oh you have to be a you know a a game god to play video games and write about them or talk about them but i mean this was just like what are you doing playing this anyway um yeah um so like the little bit i saw they like their the supposed attempt at a plot like some guy talking to him through a communications board and he just rips the board off and throws it like across the across the room that's literally like i think that's like a minute into the game, and I was okay. The, I'm gonna the openings on the internet. So I'm gonna just talk about the opening of the game because it's the it's the fucking best. All right, your it's literally a direct continuation of the first two Doom games. It it cuts out three. Um, three also three is a good game. I, I will. It doesn't hold up very well. It's a different Doom game though. Yeah it it is a it is not. The problem is it was called Doom. <laughs> uh. It is not a Doom game. It is a good game. I will defend Doom 3, at least when it came out. Uh, it does not hold up super well, like I said. And the BFG edition uh, is not that great. Uh, anyway, but the new one opens. You are a, you are a naked man on a stone slab, and you wake up, and like this voice says, rip and tear till it's done. You wake up. You get you rip off your you're shackled to the to the slab. You rip off your slab. You grab the handgun that's on the ground. You blast some uh, zombie dudes away, some of the possessed people away. Open a door and in and across the hall in a sarcophagus surrounded by a candle like a like a uh, altar is the is your is the doom guy armor. Hmm. <laughs> and uh, so is it sort you, of like poking fun at like how could this possibly be happening? But like, this is, um, 
This is the same Space Marine each time, basically. He gets called back, he, but it, it, it's sort of like a Link thing. It's almost poking fun at the it, Zelda no, thing. No, you are literally referred to in the, like, they have a codex of sorts as the Doom Marine. That is, <laughs> that you are the Doom Marine. And, uh, so what we're saying is this throws the canon of the books out the window, basically. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it, it eschews the, the fanfic and the, and the book canon. It's uh, kind of like what happened with Star Wars. Uh, yeah, everything but the movies yeah. is basically junk, which is a shame for a lot of yeah. stuff. But. Um, but yeah, you are the same guy that was in the first two games, and you are you are worshipped. You 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 were trapped by the demons at the end of two in a in a sarcophagus, and then you were found, and then they woke, and then the pe- the people at the facility woke you up because they're like, we need to kill these demons, get the doom god. He's referred to as the Doom God now. Interesting. And uh, and then when you talk, and you also when you when you walk past that screen, it says demonic invasion in progress. Warning: demonic invasion in progress. Yeah, but I saw fir- that. Yeah, the first problem is that you have that setting on your computer to begin with. That shouldn't be a thing that you have to put that you have to put on your in your security system as a possible threat. Right. If it's a <laughs> possible threat, get the fuck away from there, and whatever you're building, don't build it. Just go. Yeah, away. there's a. There's a whole like I'll, I won't spoil everything in the story, but it goes a lot of stupid, awesome places. Uh, anyway, the the guy who voices Optimus Prime is basically the guy that talks to you the entire game, uh, and he's like, "If we work together, uh, wait, no. <laughs> we we can solve this issue." And then the Do- then Doom guy just literally just throw, like you said throws the monitor out of the way. It's like fuck that, <laughs> and uh, then you go on your merry way, and then you get you. You do your first real encounter and introduces the glory kills, which are sort of um, controversial among Doom fans, at least pe- at least people that haven't played the game, I think, and people that have played it. Uh, but if you stack, you, you do enough damage to an enemy, they stagger and start glowing, and you go up and you do a melee kill to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is the... Every time you do this, you're guaranteed to get health back. Right. Because you, you don't recharge health at all. You have a health bar. Uh, also, you'd never reload in this game. There's no reloading for any. Which weapon. I love the idea. It of. is the best. Oh my god, it's so good. Uh, it's. I I also have to uh, train myself when I'm playing when because I played it today. Actually, I was doing some trophy hunting in that game earlier today, um, and I had to retrain myself when I played Overwatch to, to start reloading again. Um, also, I had to retrain myself when I started playing Doom that I don't have to reload because I would start switching to my chainsaw, which. The chainsaw, when you use the chain, when you is got fuel, it's got its own ammo, which might sound kind of dumb, but it's actually a, a cool mechanic in that uh, it's there are different levels of certain amounts of fuel. Uh, certain enemies take certain amounts of fuel, like the weaker ones take one, then it goes I think three, and then five. I think is that it might be three, five, seven. Okay. Well, it goes. It's one of those. But every time you kill something with a chainsaw, uh, it they explode ammo. That's so chainsaw is the way to get ammo back. Killing like punching things in the face to death is the way to get health back. And it keeps it is such a smart way to stay on the offensive. Yeah, and and to solve the problem of like the old games a lot the problem with the old Doom is uh and this is their product of their time. They I think they hold up pretty well in general, but uh is that a lot of it is spent with you running around with barely any health, just hope, hope, hoping to find a health pack. Or, uh, uh, but in this one, 
And, but and then the shooters evolved um, with Call of Duty, and they started um, doing regenerative health. But so this is, I think, the coolest way to solve that problem of a middle ground where you're still keeping it Doom, but you're also keeping it modern and keeping players moving at all times, which not even the old Dooms did. Um, uh, it's it flows so, and the encounters are just, oh my god! They just it, it, the escalation between chapters and the encounter design, and, and they start, they introduce new enemies at the perfect time to mix things up. Uh, I oh man, I, I I love this game. It's it's hard it's hard because I want to switch between that and Overwatch. And I'll start playing one, and I'll be like, I'll play a little bit of this, then I'll play some Overwatch, and I'll get, whichever one I start playing, I will just keep playing, and I can't stop playing either one, so it's been hard. <laughs> I, I beat, I played Doom also on Ultra Violence the first time through, which is the hard, which is hard. And yeah, I think... hardest? No, it's, okay. it's, uh, the hardest, technically the hardest is called Ultra Nightmare Mode. Uh, Nightmare is the hardest regular difficulty. Ultra Nightmare is if you die, you, you either... I think you restart the entire level if you die, um, uh, but you might restart the game if you die. Boy. It's one or the other. Yeah, I, swear there a, was, I, I swear there was a mode with permadeath, basically, in there. Yeah, so. it's a, and they leave like a, it leaves a skull on the ground um, where you die at, so you, it's kind of like a, see if you can get back to that, to get, get uh, a little further every time. It's like yeah. a, it's a little, it's, it's interesting. Hmm. Anyway, I think, but I think Ultra Violence is the perfect difficulty for that game even though it's hard um it, it just feel it it's how doom should feel which is every at, at the end of every encounter you should feel like you just kicked so much ass but you were on the brink of of dying at 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 the same time every time gotcha yeah it's well i mean you are a human being up against like the demon horde of hell you know yeah of course you should be yeah should be having a yeah, little but, bit of a tough time but it, but also it's like they treat the doom guy as the as he even the demons are like they're afraid of him because of what happened in the first two games so <laughs> it's like they they bring this one guy back to go murder the shit out of all these demons and that's what he's good at he doesn't you don't you never say a word you, you interact with everything by hitting it. <laughs> um, well, that's the problem with video games: is the only way you interact with things is by killing them. Yeah, this it's and that's uh, and Doom embraces that uh, pseudo narrative dissonance, and and that you're always killing. You're you're never not killing things in brutal brutal ways. And that's what uh, I like to hear. With with a game like this, that is exactly what I want. Um, when uh, oh geez, what was it? Uh, Wolfenstein, the the new oh the new order, yeah the new order. That's that game. Oh, yeah, the new order. Yeah, see that 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 kept the feel of Wolfenstein, but also kind of did something interesting narratively. I thought they did a oh, good yeah. job of bringing it up to the future, basically, while still kind of keeping a feel. So it it had a nice old school feel, but with enough of modern sensibilities and a surprisingly good story for a. Yeah, um, first-person shooter, basically. They, so. they made BJ Blazkowicz an actual interesting character, which was I just think was possible. But yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, it, it's kind of nice to see a reboot go in the total opposite direction of just embracing how dumb and silly the whole premise of it is, and just it just like basking in its glory. Effectively, yeah, they, it's 
And uh, the New Order is great. I like that game a lot. Uh, it did, I think, it uh, modernized itself more in that it added some st- some really cool stealth stuff into it and uh, stuff, and then a, a narrative. I think Doom, and it's crazy because Bethesda um, is responsible for is uh, published both of these both of the games now. Um, so good on them. Anyway, uh, I think Doom more. <laughs> More so embraces its old school roots, even than even more so than uh, Wolfenstein did. And uh, this this is Doom. This is what you remember. This is how you remember Doom. This is how you want Doom to be in the year 2016, which is crazy to think about. That it shouldn't it shouldn't have worked. All even especially because it is not the same id that. If, have you ever read Masters of Doom? No, uh, I have not. It's a great book. Uh, it's it's the uh, it's about id and. Uh, Pretty much from their a little before their inception to uh, about '04 when Quake when uh, Quake uh, I think Quake Four maybe oh no Doom Three I think might have been coming out at that time. Um, uh, anyway, but pretty much everyone from original it is gone. Like John Carmack left last year, the year before I think to go work on VR. Uh, yeah, Romero's been involved with Oculus. If I'm, yeah. Uh, oh whatever, it doesn't matter. I want to say Oculus, but yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, Romero's been, I mean, gone since the late nineties. Um, and, but it's just like, it's people, the people that made this game were the people that played doom and love doom. That is the, yeah, they, they, in a way, in a way that I know, apparently I didn't even understand doom because I didn't think there, like, I was really looking forward to this game actually. Cause I like doom a lot. Like I said, but I didn't. I didn't think it would be this good. As good, like it's, it had no right to be this good. And, yeah. See, that yeah. was my thing. Like I kept watching it. Yeah. and I was like, how? Why is this going to work? Because, like, vaguely, what I remember about this Doom was the talk, like a few years back, of it coming back, and it was effectively like a Call of Duty in Doom, basically. Yeah. In Doom worlds, yeah. and that just sounded like horrific to me. And, and they realized that too, apparently. And so. they. And they like, they it, it it seemed to have just fallen off the map altogether. Like I stopped paying. I don't know if I just stopped paying attention to it or it just it did disappear for a few years or a couple of years. And then like really the only time I had heard about it was maybe about two weeks, three weeks before it came out. And I was just like, what in the hell is going on with this game? This looks crazy. And then when it came out, um, you know, there was that kerfuffle about people not getting review codes, and that's normally a bad sign, but it turns out it really wasn't a bad sign this time. It was yeah, just it a, was. yeah, I don't know what the decision behind that was, but Doom really seems to have hit a lot of a lot of heads that weren't really expecting it. I mean, even me, like, I, I'm not saying I wasn't a fan of Doom, I was just never particularly good at it, so even me considering getting this Doom, I'm like, what is this game doing correctly so much that me as a guy who really was never great at or a particularly big fan of Doom wants to play this damn thing so badly. Like I'm, I'm literally like, I got an email from GameStop. Hey, if you trade in all or games towards doom, you get an extra 50% off. I'm like, well, I got a bunch of shit. I'm planning on getting rid of, and maybe I should go take stuff down there and go get doom. I mean, I would like this. It's worth it for the camp. Like the campaign has got a good length to it. Um, I think it's totally worth it. I also, I guess we can uh, talk about the multiplayer for a second. Uh, the beta, the beta was a. I played the beta uh, on PS4, okay. but uh, the I I I enjoy the multiplayer, 
Um, I enjoyed it more when I played the beta, I think. I think uh, I'm probably not going to play much of it now. But it's also... I guess I, I think the the it's, it's more like it's just like Uncharted in that it's fine. I was just gonna say, isn't it yeah, one of those? Yeah. It's fine. It's there. Yeah, it's, it's just... uh, there's a the snap map stuff is interesting, but uh, but yeah, the you get this game for twelve hours of murdering demons, uh, and just the level and just fucking pitch perfect level design. Uh, the seek with secret like every level's got a hidden hidden original Doom level in it that's pretty that are pretty hard to find actually I've only found a few of them. Hmm. Uh, the of course collecting the little Doom bobbleheads. You, you, if you find like you said if you find the Doom guy one which is pretty early in the game you fist bump it and do a little guitar riff. <laughs> the music oh the mu- the music actually is dynamic and that it. It escalates as the as the fight escalates, so it gets more more metal the more demons you're killing. Hmm. <laughs> um, the music is all just like everything in the game is so dumb and so awesome at the same like it's. Uh, I can't I cannot say enough good things about the about the campaign of Doom. It is the best shooter campaign I have played in year. Like, since the new order, it's better than the new order. Um, that's that's uh, saying quite a bit. Yeah. yeah, it's I I like the new order a lot. I, I really did. I like dual wielding shotguns and and assault rifles and going crazy. And I also like bad one liners like "Wake up, you're dead" when you stab a Nazi that's sleeping. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, but Doom is just. I also have more uh, nostalgia for Doom, so. It's yeah. This game hits the nostalgia, and then it all it and it just makes it. It makes you wonder why more games like this haven't been made. Like, like I said, it's great. It's the reason I I would guess is this is a sort of a thing that it it fills a nice void. I think if we got more of these type of things, it probably wouldn't be as enjoyable to play. Yeah. I think there, there will be, there will be more. I'll just like, they're going to be going to be overwatch clones for sure. I'm pretty sure there'll be some, some doom clones. I mean, there too. was an overwatch clone that beat overwatch to the, to the market. So, Oh, oh team fortress. Yeah. No, but, no, uh, no, uh, battleborn. Uh, oh, battle. Ba- battleborn is not that much like overwatch. Oh no. Actually. Okay. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's the, it's because they have a, they're both character like character based games, um, but Battleborn is closer to a MOBA than over and way closer than Overwatch is. Um, still not really a MOBA. Um, it's also Gear Gearbox. Gearbox can't make any game besides Borderlands. Apparently, I'm not. I've never been a particular <laughs> big fan of uh, Gearbox, including Borderlands. I never. I, whatever it was with Borderlands, it never sunk its like hooks into me. I think I outgrew Borderlands. I definitely outgrew the humor in Borderlands because I've been playing that with Brittany and Kyle, and uh, like I just I don't find those games funny at all anymore. I don't think they shoot. I don't think they play super well anymore. I think I I think Destiny had. Uh, after the Taken King has taken the Borderlands template and improved it greatly, but uh, uh, as I but, remember thinking, like with um, Borderlands when I first played it, it was effectively just like Diablo but a shooter. 
That was basically what it felt like to yeah, me. Yeah, and I just, it was... I wasn't very impressed with the loot because of, like, all the micromanagement of the little things you found. And I wasn't very impressed with the shooting in general. So it kind of just... Whatever it was with Borderlands that it got a lot of people, it never got me. And the humor, like, from the get-go, it never did anything for me. So The first... I think the first one, I have a lot of good memories of that. I played it with... I had a whole whole group that played it together. And we beat the whole... We beat almost all the DLC together, too. It was a... That was it. I took a long time. Yeah, see, I, <laughs> uh, I played it when yeah. it came out. Like, I, I, I just, on my 360, I kept seeing people on my friends list. Like, that was all they were playing. And I was like, you know what? So I ran down to Walmart in the middle of the night and picked it up. And I jumped online with a couple of my friends. And I was just like, oh, this is this is disappointing. Yeah, it's... Uh, this is not my thing. I even I'm tried not gonna... it solo just for the hell of it and liked it even less there, so... Yeah, it's... I don't know. I maybe Borderlands had a time with me. I just I don't think I don't like it that I don't like it as much anymore. And I and I was a pretty huge fan of the first one. Yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah, we should probably yeah. Yeah, move on there. So anyway, stop talking about something <laughs> down and just go back to fucking Doom. Because <laughs> uh, oh man, all right. I think I've fucking rattled and on gone on enough about how good how much I like this game. So. Uh, yeah, I if you hadn't like if I wasn't interested before, I would be now, and I'm even a little bit more curious and kind of like I'm I, I really am rather wanting to wait until maybe it drops to like forty dollars or so. But um, yeah, just I mean it's it'll be there. It's the same. I mean it's a single player game. It's not like uh, it's anything going to be different. It it will always run at sixty frames per second. Also, I w- as it w- as I was playing this game, I was trying to, like, I was trying to figure out how the hell this is like running at a constant sixty on my PS4 with the weight, and then I heard my PS4 killing itself while I'm playing this game, and that's when I it's the like the whole like especially during encounters like it it gets a little loud. Yeah, like, I get, yeah. It's, you know, uh, I, I sort of off topic here, but. That has actually gotten me to the point where if it is a multi, like multi console, whatever, uh, multi platform release, unless it's like an RPG, typically I've been going. Well, even then, I've been kind of going. I've been leaning more towards my Xbox One lately, just okay. because it does not make that noise. Like yeah, that, I mean, it, that it, poor it, PS4. Like I was playing a game last night. I was playing actually. Um, funnily enough, I was. It basically like a Dreamcast era game, The Last Blade 2. I was playing that last night, and my PS4's fan just started going nuts, and I'm like, are you kidding me? You sound like a Dreamcast right now with as loud as you are. Yeah, it's uh, it doesn't doesn't bother me too much, but I've I've definitely noticed it, especially. Um, I I kind I kind of like it though. Actually, I kind of like it. this game is so awesome that my my console can barely handle it. That's what, that's what I take it as. Yeah. Uh, well, see, and I, as I mentioned before, that was sort of like the Last of Us for my PS3. Like it literally felt like that was going like I was like just hold out, baby, just hold out long enough to get through this game, please, 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 because I was like yeah. I was I was reviewing it and I was desperately like. Like I don't want to have to spend money on another PS3. Please don't crap out on yeah. me now. I've had you since like 2007. Don't die yet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, I guess one last thing I can say about Doom is that I liked it so much that I I I bought Overwatch the day it came out and I didn't play it for the two days afterwards because I was still I was still beating Doom. <laughs> I didn't touch it at all until I beat Doom. High praise indeed. 
Yeah. Especially with yeah. As, as much as you talked of Overwatch and how much you've been playing it. So yeah, that's like I said, that's kind of one of those things. I think I'm definitely going to get. And I'm more prevalent and uh, let's say I prefer the, I guess this the way the analog sticks are in an Xbox controller versus the PS4 controller. And part of me, I've gotten used to the PS4 controller, and I still think it is a wonderful controller. It's a great controller. But that Xbox One controller, like, originally, like, I was like, oh, it just looks like a 360 pad. But the more I've used it, the more impressed that's, I am with it. That's, that's what I've heard. I've heard it, like, it, it grows on you from what I've heard. And it's a yeah. stupid, stupid holdover from, like, my Sega Saturn days. But the D-pad and all the buttons, they're very clicky. And I love, yeah. love, love that. Like, the... The PS4 ones, they just they, they go in very silently and you don't hear them press. But there is a there is a very audible click, 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 click when you're pressing the buttons. And I just love yeah. that because I know something is being done. It's a dumb, dumb thing for my dumb old brain that wants it to be, you know, 1997 or 6, whenever the Saturn came out. But, you know, it, it's it's one of those things that I'm like, oh, I like this a lot. So, in the, like I said, it's a weird thing. Like, I did not originally think, like, oh, the Xbox One controller could possibly be any better than the 360 one. But it... It is. The D-pad is a huge improvement, and that was always what I thought was the weak point of the uh, the, th- yeah. the 360 pad, was that god-awful D-pad. <laughs> um, well, I just wanted to ask you, I noticed you've been playing a game that I have also played. Um, you were playing Dark Souls 3, at least pretty relatively recently. I don't know how, how much of that you've played at this point. Well, let but, me uh, let me let me let me get on let me get on this yeah. with a little with a little uh, this way before Souls fans kind of tear me apart if they listen. Um, I've never been very good at Souls games, okay. and I have never beaten one. I have never not even Demon Souls. Um, the furthest I've ever gotten in is is Dark Souls two, and that's I'm maybe about halfway through that one. Okay. Um, Dark Souls three. I started playing it, and let me tell you, it did not grab me very much. Okay. Um, it kind of feels like I know there, for some reason, and I guess I kind of understand a lot. Of, there are a lot of people, especially Dark Souls fans, you know, the Soul series in general, that do not like Dark Souls Two. They think it is the weakest one in the in the thing. For whatever reason, I don't know if it's maybe it feels more accessible or something. But Dark Souls Two has been my favorite out of the series outside of Demon Souls, even though that is the most aggressively difficult one out of the oh, yeah. series. Um, uh. Dark Souls 3 did not grab me. I don't know why, what it is. I can't pinpoint it, but, like, it just feels... I I guess, like, when you first get a Souls game, it has that sort of aimless feel to it. You just don't know where you are for a little bit, and you eventually get your bearings. I'm kind of at that with Dark Souls 3, where I kind of have a bearing on where stuff is, but I just it still feels aimless. Like, I'm literally just, like, kind of wandering around. It feels cobbled together in a way and yeah i don't know maybe it's the layout that's doing it for me and it's just i was so far in dark souls 2 that going back to a weak character and like not being able to take a hit worth a damn it's a little frustrating so maybe maybe that's part of it too okay well uh my history with the soul series is uh i have beaten one two and now three i have uh, almost i beat the first one four times i think okay uh it's one of my favorite games of all time i beat the second one twice and then i also bought the scholar of the first sin edition which i think is a a fantastic uh i think it's the best version of the game because i am one of the typical dark souls fans that think two is the weakest okay uh uh blood i i'm currently 
uh, streaming Bloodborne. I've never, I've owned, I got Bloodborne when it came out. Um, I never be Bloodborne. I think is the weakest game in the series. Personally, it was very disappointing. It was you know very what? disappointing. If you, for me. yeah, I'll, I'll agree. If you, if you count Bloodborne as a Souls game, I'll go with you on that. Like I, I, I bought it and I turned that around and sold it very quickly. It just did nothing, nothing, nothing for me. Um, I got about two thirds of the way through it. I was also very busy during it. It's also why I didn't finish The Witcher Three. For, uh, the same one of the same reasons. Uh, they came around during a time when I was moving around a lot. Um. Uh, Witcher Three is a great game, but I, uh, I I never finished it. It's also huge. That's part of the, part of the reason too. Yeah, I was uh, gonna say, that's a that's a hundred hour yeah. plus game, especially if you yeah. include all the DLC that's come out for it yeah. now. Yeah, and it has a really it has a really slow uh, middle section. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, I, I like Bloodborne a little more now that I've been playing it with uh, my friend Kyle. Uh, that's again when you play things with friends, it makes it improves it regardless of what it is. Because then you, and you can you're, you're just talking to your friend at that point. So, um, it I think it it was one of three very it was one of many disappointing games for me last year, including Fallout Four, and a game that I loved uh, in Metal Gear Solid Five, but I'm was still really disappointed in Metal Gear Solid Five in in some ways um, that are pro- that everyone has talked about at this point. Uh, it's a great game, but. Probably my favorite good. game of last year, honestly. It's a it's a great game. It's but it's uh it's it's lacking in that Metal Gear stuff, and that was and and well in in certain Metal Gear stuff, it's still very Metal Gear. Yeah, but, I was gonna say yeah, that that, yeah. that may have outside of um maybe four, it was the most Metal Gear out of the Metal Gear games I played. So yeah, three is my three is still is my I love that series. My oh yeah, no, series, three three but, is I I still feel three is the absolute pinnacle if you. If you put them as a whole, um, five I think is the pinnacle in terms of gameplay. Code, oh, absolutely! Honest, so. like, there's no competition in terms no. of gameplay of those no. games. <laughs> yeah. Any. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, uh, so coming off two in Bloodborne, I was, I thought I had, maybe maybe I just had been burned out of the series because it has become an annual series sort of. <laughs> uh, if you count Bloodborne in it, there, it kind of has. Yeah. 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 And I feel I feel like fans are re- really hesitant to say that they don't or they don't like to because everyone makes fun of Call of Duty, which I mean, Call of Duty's been annual for like a fucking decade now. Yeah. But but uh, I mean it and three three straight years of the game and they're all relatively similar. So, yeah, I mean at least Bloodborne uh, tried something different. It, it went for a more action oriented thing instead of like yeah. the like yeah. what I felt has always worked best in. Demon Souls and then Dark Souls one and two is sort of the cower approach, basically like just kind of cower and wait for an opening where Blood Bloodborne makes you go for it. Otherwise, yeah, you got you got you got to go get survive. that health back. Yeah, uh-huh. which is it's 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 funny because that's uh, I uh, maybe Doom got inspired by that mechanic. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's a very similar mechanic. Uh, so what is it exactly about Dark Souls three? Or I guess you really haven't said totally, but I mean, uh, yeah. what do you feel? Three, how do you feel about it? I, the beginning of three, I was feeling a little down on it because it was very linear, like Bloodborne was, mm-hmm. and like you were saying, I don't know, if I felt like you were kind of saying that you you saying it was aimless, but I felt like it was. My favorite thing about the first Dark Souls is the world you're in is is intricate. Everyone. Everyone's talked about it now. Is, is how interconnected the world is, right? 
Yeah, and like literally at the beginning of Dark Souls one, you can go into I think is it three or four areas you can wind up in. I want to say only, three. Yeah, I want to say it's you the Undead Burg, which you're supposed to go to, or you can go to um, Lost Isolit, not not Lost Isolit, um, New Londo, which is where some ghosts with knives are, and you shouldn't go there. And, or the catacombs with giant skeletons, which yeah, yeah. I, I I was so happy to know I wasn't the only person that was that was the first place they wandered into and mis- with the mis- like the mistake of like oh this is the only place I can go and getting frustrated and realizing oh no there's a whole it's a little bit more accessible. I, something that saved me was I had a uh, first time I played Dark Souls I had a uh, friend it was his game I had played Demon Souls before that but I wasn't good at it so mm-hmm. but. I played Dark Souls, and he came over, and I pl- and I played it like all night. Uh, oh man! Uh, anyway, uh, Dark Souls three, I was I felt was you're kind of just you're on the path. You're uh, for a very for a large chunk of the beginning of the game, and then you get you start to get to, and then it starts to go back to some old Dark Souls stuff like how there's a, a a central bonfire in an area and it's just you constantly finding shortcuts back to the bonfire which i've always like really enjoyed that about the games yeah it's just like oh shit this is the i can't believe i'm back here again um i've always i've always liked that in games it's just it's always been a uh, a little thing that i've always liked and dark souls does it a lot um uh, and then it just built upon that i think that the pr- a problem with two was the amount of dirt of boss fights and uh as opposed to the quality of boss fights, they went they went for quantity over quality, and but I think they toned it they toned it back in three quite a bit, mm-hmm. and I make it makes the bosses more memorable. Most of them are most of them are good fights. There's some there's some bad ones in there too, but there are also some bad ones in Dark Souls. Um, so, <laughs> um, and the new uh, battle arts mechanic, which is which is kind of like the what the one of the bloodborne things that was added into it, giving weapons their own special abilities right even yeah even though a lot of the weapons have the similar ones but there's some pre- pretty unique ones in there like uh yeah, there's, enough, web, there's yeah. enough different stances in there that i thought it was kind of interesting to see like you know if you go from just a like a thrusting and slashing sword basically to a thrusting sword like they're they're two arts or whatever they are very different from each other yeah and it's uh yeah so that so I thought that was a nice a nice addition. There's some cool weapons uh, tied around that stuff too, and the air. I I think the uh, the level design, the area design, and the level design later in the game is some of the best in the series. The in terms of like art, just art design, uh, probably it ha- pro- probably the has the best looking area in the series, just in terms of like um, eye candy, I guess. Okay. Um, well, it's, uh, that's sort of probably natural progression, too, of just yeah. tech abilities, basically. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the, your character moves better than he ever has in terms of animation. Um, yeah, it's just been getting better. It's just get, getting better and better than that, which is kind of, which I'm kind of weird in that I kind of miss the clunkiness of the original Dark Souls. I like, yeah. Yeah. I did, um, it's, I don't know, I just, I'm weird. Uh, you know, I actually went to go play the original Dark Souls on my PS3, like, thinking I had it downloaded digitally, and then realizing it's not available digitally, which is weird. It's not? No, it is on the I, Xbox 360, yeah, which is... Yeah, I got it for five bucks uh, before Dark Souls 2 came out. I remember that, because I wanted to play Dark Souls again. again. 
I, yeah, that's yeah. and you know honestly, like I bought both versions. I bought the PS3 and I bought the 360 version just because it was kind of one of those things when it first came out. Like I felt like I was the only guy in the world that played Demon Souls, and I wanted to support it, so I was like, well, I'll just buy two copies and whatever, you know. And I started yeah. on the 360 because that's where most of my friends were playing it, and that was where whatever the first like bosses that you bump into before you get your weapon. Like I actually took the time and beat him without a weapon. Oh, you're one of those. Yeah. I just <laughs> yeah. wanted to try it. Like, I heard that you get this, like, really kick-ass hammer from him, and I was like, ooh, I want to try that. And it took me about two days worth of trying before I got it, but I got it. You do get the hammer. <laughs> that I actually oh. never ended up using, but whatever. Yeah. It's, uh, like the Drake Sword in, or in Dark Souls also. You can get that really early on. Um, just by shooting a dragon's tail with arrows for, like, 20 yeah, minutes. Yeah, I heard about that. I was like, oh, that seems like a thing I could actually pull off if I wanted that thing. Um. Anyway, three. I I I will put it as the my second favorite Dark Souls after the first one. Okay. At this point. Now, did you ever play the original Demon Souls? I I played it when it came out, and I was. I didn't get it. I was again. I was I was younger. That was oh nine actually. I think so. I would have been fifteen. I guess. Uh, but uh, same same man. That was a good, that was a year for games. Arkham, Uncharted two, and uh, Demon Souls. Souls. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't think Demon Souls caught on for quite a while though. That took yeah. at least a year before people were like, "What yeah, the hell?" It, yeah, I mean, it's not like Batman in, in Indiana Jones. It's got, it takes a little bit longer to catch on. Yeah. Uh, um. But yeah, I re- I played it a few years later again. I rent I because I love Dark Souls and I felt like I had to. So I beaten about half of that game, I think. One of my one of the mechanics I don't like about the game is the is also one of the, the thing I don't like about Bloodborne is the uh, finite amount of health items. I like the set amount of health items you get in this in the Dark Souls uh, series. Yeah. But in, in Demon Souls, you, well, you and it's a system that you can totally cheese. But I'm I've never been a grinder. When it, I I don't like grinding in games. I or so I. Eventually, I would just run out of health items, and I didn't. I didn't enjoy going, having to go grind out more health items. I never put in the time to just have too, so many that it didn't matter anymore. Uh, yeah. So that's that's a more of a personal like personal problem than I guess the games. For I, I mean, it's a, it's a it's a design choice, so I guess you could say it's a, it, uh, teach their own. Uh, yeah, I was one of those weirdos when I played like Final Fantasy games when I was a kid. And it was probably because I also didn't get a lot of games, so I kind of just had to deal with whatever I had. Like, I would grind for money so I could buy 99 of all the items that I could afford. And yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, grinding for me isn't a big issue just because I kind of came up with it. It was a necessity because of my lack of, uh, I guess, income and games I would get. Like, you know, I'd get maybe three or four games a year, so it was kind of like, oh, well, I better better make use of this. Yeah, it's... Uh... It's one of the reasons I haven't played too many RPG. I've only played, I've played ones that are just like critically lauded and stuff, just because I, I like to, I like to have the knowledge of right. things like that. But uh, I generally like, I avoid grind RPGs where, especially JRPGs, just where I hear I got to grind for stuff. I'm like I don't want to grind because that's my I have a my attention span is probably is too short for grinding i like see to, you're uh in this yeah. day and age it's not so bad because you can listen to a podcast while you're doing it you can watch TV. <laughs> oh, yeah. when i was doing it like you literally had to sit there in front of the tv and you had nothing else to do basically like i yeah. have a lot of memories of like grinding 
playing these games and listening to like the radio or something like that while I'm grinding just to kind of keep myself from getting too bored doing it. Yeah, it just it just it it's a it's a big turnoff in in most games. I will I I've done it on occasion and I mean, I do like RPGs and I so I will I will deal with it some like Persona uh Persona 4. It's a lot of it's a decent amount of grinding in that game, but yeah. I love Persona. So um we'll, we can talk about Persona a little later though. Because, uh, yeah, Dark Souls Three is a it's a good it's a really good Dark Souls game. But if you don't like Dark Souls games, this is not going to change your mind. Yeah, that's that's sort of yeah. the thing. Like yeah. I have never found a Dark Souls yeah. game that will turn somebody around. Like maybe Dark Souls Two because it feels like it's the easiest out of them. But um, it's yeah, I'd say Two is probably the most accessible. Yeah, and maybe that's, that's why a, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's why people don't like it so much because it is accessible. But I yeah. like I said, for me, it was the one that like with two kids and working full time and like the limited amount of time I'd have, like it felt like I could actually chip away at dark souls two and do something to it. Whereas the other ones, like I could sit there and try. And then like, I didn't, even if it was like grind, I guess the grind where you could kill 10 enemies or whatever. And they don't respawn. Like, okay, I cleared these guys out. I'm okay. Now I can, I can make progress in this area. Like, and then in the meantime, you're getting the souls. So you can, so you can you know upgrade yourself. So it kind of, it lent itself very well to the way I wanted to play it. And maybe that's why I like dark souls two as much as I do, because it allowed me to make progress, even if it was slow without me feeling like every time I got somewhere, I was just going to get stomped and then have to try to make a mad rush back for my souls and say, I have no chance of getting them. Yeah. So I guess that's kind of my thing there. So, um, I'm trying to think, Oh, what I've been playing outside of like, it's been a while since I first dark souls three, but Actually, I just finished this game that I um, got a review code for called Shadwin or Shadwin. Shadwin. I saw you playing that. I rarely don't know what a game is. I, I not for the life of me think of what you were what the game is. The game what you were playing was. It yeah. came out about a week and a half ago, and I I hit up the developer for a review code, and I got one. It seemed very interesting. And that was the why I wanted to try it. Like, when I review stuff, I, tr- I, I desperately try not to do the stuff that everyone's going to cover because why are you going to come to me for my opinion on Call of Duty or Halo or anything else big when, you know, I, I seem to enjoy niche stuff a little bit more. So this this is in a stealth game as much as... And, like, almost a physics manipulation game to a point, too. Oh, okay. Um... When I first started playing it, I am going to say this, it felt janky as hell. Great. And the first... <laughs> so you start off playing as the little girl that follows your character, Shadwin, around. I think I believe her name was Lily. But um, you follow... Or she follow, or you, you start off as her, and there's really not much to it outside of, like, you kind of... It teaches you how to move, basically. Like, you, you duck around soldiers as you try to get towards this apple tree to go get food. Um, okay. The second or the second chapter, you end up taking control of Shadwin and you get this grappling hook, which plays um, a huge role in the game. Um, And when you first get it, it feels terrible to use it. And this is one of the reasons why when I play a game and anybody that writes for the site plays the game, I either require you to play a ton of it. Like if it's like Skyrim, I don't expect you to finish it, but if you don't put in at least 30 hours, I don't want your review, you know? Oh, oh yeah, that's, I mean, <laughs> you have, I mean, you gotta, you have to experience the game before you can give an opinion on a game. Right, but, exactly. Yeah. So, honestly, if my, if my initial opinion had held out, 
and I hadn't played this thing that, or given this thing more time, I probably would have ended up giving it on our five scale, maybe a one or a two. Oh, okay. That's it low. felt <laughs> very, very janky and hard to control. So the, the whole idea is there's time manipulation in this game too. You, when you like swing or move at all, everything will move. As soon as you stop, it will. The whole world stops around you, and it's and, and you can get it to move forward with you stop by holding down the right or R one. Okay. And you can also rewind time. So if you screw up or something, you can press L one to rewind time, and you can do that all the way back to the beginning of the chapter if you if you have the time to do that. Oh wow! Okay, so so, so it's it's a, de- it's a so a lot of so you you can. So no matter how far you are in, if you have enough uh, juice, I guess uh, you can go. You can go back to the beginning of the level. The 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 time rewind thing is unlimited. Wow. Okay. It's it's a bit strange, but there is a reason for it. And I actually kind of, and that, like I said, as I got into this game a little bit more, that is exactly why I it went from a one or a two to. I don't. I haven't written the review yet, but I've got a bunch of notes down, and I've kind of decided I think I'm going to put it at a four. So okay. this big jump was basically me getting used to the control scheme. Originally, it felt ridiculously clunky. I, while you're swinging on the grappling hook, you just instinctively kind of keep pushing yourself forward and backward to swing, right? Not thinking that you already. You're, it really doesn't make that much of a difference how much you swing back and forth. You're already kind of at the first swing going to swing out as far as it'll get you. And so there's a certain part where I guess in the second chapter, you're climbing, you're scaling up a cliff by using these boards that are jutting out from the cliffside. And there's one where you have to turn a, like a 90 degree corner. And for the life of me, I had such a hard time getting used to it. And I finally felt it comfortable enough that I got it. And it just, it's it still, like I said, I was playing it and it felt janky and I could not shake the feeling that like, I don't think I'm going to like this game. I'd say about maybe about halfway through the third chapter, um, I, it, it, it clicked. It finally felt like, oh, I kind of get it now. Now yeah. the concepts, or not the concept, but like the way you kind of go about this game is you can approach this in a Metal Gear sort of way, I suppose. You can go ape shit and kill everybody you want to. You can kill some people or you can kill nobody. Um, the way the, the little girl that follows you around, she, the way she'll interact with you in between each stage is like loading things. She'll, you and her will have a conversation the way you treat, or if she sees you kill anybody, it will change the dialogue in between stages, which I thought was pretty interesting. And then, at the end, you sort of have this choice of basically the whole goal of the game is you end up killing the king at the end or not killing the king. You have a choice one way or the other of doing so. And the way Lily interacts with you based on your previous thing kind of changes up. So you can either kill the king or not kill the king. And it will change depending on how you have approached the rest of the game. If you've gone kind of stealthy, if you've gone completely stealthy, or if you've gone just full murder rampage, like I did the first time, um, Lily will, if you kill the king, be horrified with you and want nothing to do with you. If you have killed everybody but decide to spare the king, she'll begrudgingly accept you. Now, the reason um, I think this game has a little bit more replayability outside of than just the trophy thing is going through each stage, 
say, like, on the murder rampage, you get a good feel of where everything is and how to draw enemies out because you would think, oh, just killing everyone gets is kind of the easy way to go about it. But there is an enemy type that they um, that they add in about eh, halfway through the game, maybe about chapter eight or nine. Okay. Um, that you can't just sneak up and kill them. If you try to attack them, they'll just kill you. Um, and the nice thing about the whole the game is too is like, I, and I think it's just because of how difficult it can be. And I think this game would be infuriating if you try to do it any other way but when you're playing it as soon as you get found out basically the game just gives you a game over because you'll see an arrow bolt or a, like uh. a crossbow bolt coming at you and you can rewind time then so you're not caught um if it did it any other way like it would probably be frustrating as hell just because of how many enemies sometimes are placed in certain areas and just the amount of patience it requires to wait for some of these enemies um but going through the murdering spree kind of gives you a good feel for everything and then it gives you a better sense of how enemies will interact with certain things. Um, you can use your grappling hook to grab barrels and stuff and pull them, and it will draw the attention of the guards. And you can kind of see, if you're paying enough attention and maybe jotting down notes to, for your like second playthrough, if you decide to go through it um, and not kill anybody, you will see like how the guards will react and where Lily will move. Because Lily will move on her own once guards are out of her way. So you can kind of interact with them to pull them away draw them off towards you so Lily can dart around and get to the next point where she can hide. The on, My only real complaint is the guards clearly ran into her, the you know the little girl that's following you, Lily, more than a few times and just like, uh, I don't want to say oblivious, but completely oblivious to her existence, which is an interesting thing since the whole thing of Shadwin and Lily meeting is the guard caught her in an apple tree, basically, or stealing apples from an apple tree. So okay. it's a little bit of a weird me- weird mechanic, but... I kind of see why they did it because the pathfinding can be a little rough for a Lily sometimes. The game's oh, not okay. the game's not a full retail release. It's not a sixty dollars game. I believe it's fifteen dollars. And okay, when it's something like that price, I give I give I give things a little bit more of a leeway. If you have to spend sixty dollars on a game, yeah, I would I would definitely say no. This is not worth your time. But as a fifteen dollars release, it's interesting to learn how the game interacts with itself, basically, and. The, all the ways you can approach these things, I, I really enjoy it because, like I said, the the enemies they introduce halfway through, you have to learn to manipulate them to get them out to certain points so you can either drop stuff on them to kill them or you can strike them from high above with enough force that you can actually kill them. So either way, you kind of learn, you have to learn how to actually interact with the enemies outside of just, oh, there's one stab, cut their throat, you know? it's So it's kind of an, it's this really weird idea that i think actually turned out very well despite maybe some jankiness to it and like i said once i got used to the control scheme it sort of ended up in this thing of i got in a zen thing with it i didn't notice it except for a couple times where i i had my camera set a certain way and had to rewind time because i screwed something up and it was rewinding and the camera will stay where you were like in the angle on shodwin when you're rewinding but say like you were walking up and the camera's directly behind her when you were originally doing it, it doesn't change the camera that way. So it kind of would throw me off a little bit as to like oh, okay. what I was doing. I was like, oh shit, what was I doing? So <laughs> despite these, I would say the, the, the slight failings, I actually turned out to really like this game. And I, there's been a lot of these stealth games that come out that kind of try to do a Metal Gear thing and play off the the tactical espionage action of Metal Gear. Where This, I think it got to it in a way that it, if you put Metal Gear and Assassin's Creed together, 
and but with a little bit more of the like Metal Gear VR missions feel, I think this is kind of what this would have been basically. Okay. So, so, so from what you're saying, is it more of like a a puzzle game with stealth elements, or is it a stealth game with with just some puzzle elements, like just having to deal with the enemies and the way you're dealing with them? The way you do deal with them is a little bit is a little bit puzzly, but at the same time, like if you move a certain way, the block will dry will get drug a certain way. So you really have to take in consideration where the things are going to be moving. So and then where, say you rewind time two seconds back, and that two seconds, that two second mark was where, or you know, basically from your rewind point, was where you originally latched on your grappling hook and drug the thing. If you rewind it back a second and then latch it there, the way the enemy is, it, he will totally change how he, how and where he approaches the movement of that block or whatever. So okay. it's very. There, there's no definitive solution to any of this. You kind of have to learn how to interact with things and then see where they are and then wait for your moment to strike, basically. So, in a sense, it's a puzzle thing, but you also have to be very manipulative of of objects because, like I said, you can go through the game and not kill a single soul in this thing. Okay. It is remarkably tough because I did it on the third stage, and the fourth stage was where I called it quits on that and decided if I'm going to get through this game sometime in the next month, I'm going to have to do this and kill everybody, probably. Okay. And thinking that originally it seems like that's the harder path or that's going to be the easier path because, oh, it's clearly all I have to do is just kill everything in the way. No big deal. And occasionally you'll get two guys together. And as soon as you make enough noise where you kill one and they're cl- they're reasonably close to each other, say within a few feet, the other one will react and just shoot you. So you still have to separate them, figure out a way to separate them and be able to kill them without the other one being that close. So, I mean, it's kind of a nice thing where, like, Metal Gear, if there's two guys walking behind each other, you can grab one and the other guy will be none the wiser. Or if you do that in this game, this game will immediately turn around and, like, oh, shit. Oh, okay. So you have to be a little bit more cautious in your approach. Um, how is there, a, is there a narrative? Is it more of, like, an inferred thing? Is it? There's not a whole lot of storytelling. Really, the storytelling only happens in between chapters. There is, um, there's some, I guess, guard interactions that kind of flesh out a little bit of what happened in the game, like prior to the events of what of, of the game. But it's really just kind of like this king took over and he's not a good guy, basically. Okay. So the story's simple. It sounds kind of like, um, uh, at least, sort of like a game that came out this year called Super Hot. I don't know if you heard of that yeah, game, and yeah. it's in that it's a another another sort of, and it's not really a stealth game, but it's like using a a time mechanic to deal with a room full of enemies, and uh, so it's, it definitely sounds interesting. How uh, how long is it? Um, I would say let's say about six or seven hours long. Okay, I might. So, I mean, the summer is going to be slow for games, so I might might try that out. It's yeah, like, um, like I said, I would recommend it based yeah. on it, it or you know the price point it is. Like I said, any higher, I'd probably be a little bit less inclined to say so. But I yeah. do. It's kind of one of those things. Like I said, it's a short little hop, and it's one of those games that, like, if it came out on the 360, eh, say six, seven years ago. I would be going through this a second time, like immediately just for the extra trophies slash achievements of killing or of not killing anybody. Um, like I said, that's really the only hook. The story is kind of silly to not really okay. silly. It's simple, but, and the differences between things, I'm not really sure what the, what the differences are as far as the ending goes. If you don't kill anybody at all throughout the whole thing versus the way I approached it. 
I can't imagine there's too much of anything that happens differently because it just kind of plays out like storybook. Like, here's what happens, and then the end, yeah. basically. So, Okay. But ultimately, I think it's a really, really interesting little game that I liked a lot. And actually kind of thinking about going and trying those two Trine games that came out. Um, oh, yeah. I've, I played developer. the... I played uh, the first, I think, a demo of the first Trine. I think a long time ago. Yeah, uh, but I, I was, those were I heard the, I think those are pretty popular. So. That's yeah. Like I, I vaguely yeah. remember like some people talking about them and saying like, oh, these are kind of fun. So this is like I said, uh, this is one of those things I, I don't like highly recommend, but I do recommend it. And you've got to give it a little time before you can just throw it off because, like I said, if this was one of those things like I hadn't gotten reviewed code for, I probably would have been pissed that I spent the money on it within the first okay. hour. But okay. after the first hour, it's like once once the control scheme kind of catches, and it might catch with you a little bit earlier than me, just because I'm, as we talked about earlier, I'm not great at playing games, so <laughs> I just I, it took me a little bit more to kind of get used to the control scheme. But once I got the hang of it, it it almost be, it becomes second nature. You don't really even think about it anymore at that point. Okay, I might I might pick it up. Uh, I'm gonna pick up uh, Valkyria Chronicles Remastered because I never played that game either. So it might be another summer game for me to play. That is a uh, that's a, that's a wonderful one. I I have I have it. Um, and I got the Steelbook thing that you know for the launch edition that came out. Yeah. And God knows when I'll get to it because I never even finished the first. Not the first. Well, technically the first one, the the original version of the yeah. story. Have that, and I have the second one too sitting on my shelf that I've never touched. Seems to be the story of my video game life. But oh um, yeah. Uh, I guess before we move on to the next part, probably I'm gonna just shout out a couple more games I played this year um, that were pretty good. Okay. Uh, the Ratchet and Clank uh, remake master thing uh, was a very. If you like Ratchet and Clank, it's a very good one of those. Uh, um, yeah, Anthony on the. Yeah. I don't know if we talked about him on the podcast or not for that's off the air, but yeah, he. Oh no, that was the reason why he was gonna. We were gonna have to hold yeah. on the next game club because he he's a big Ratchet and Clank guy and just loves Ratchet and Clank. That is a, one of two platinums I've gotten this year on games. It's a good game. I love uh, platinum. I've gotten maybe five platinums total. So good for you. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean it's my it was my fourth one. I got my first one. Life is Strange was my first platinum last year, first platinum ever last year actually, and it kind of it broke the seal since so it's become easier um, to get them to. Um, uh, and then uh, Firewatch was a very uh, very cool little game. Very, if you've played Gone Home or know what Gone Home is, it's very similar in like length and style to Gone Home. Right. Uh, the, the opening of that game is probably one of the coolest um, choice tree, like one of the most impactful uh, choice trees I've ever seen. Just in t- how it's written, uh, it's very good. Uh, it's it's a little it's. I wish it I wished it was longer. And uh, I thought the mis- there's a big mystery in it, and I thought the um, resolution of the mystery was kind of disappointing. But other than that, it's a good game. It's uh, I recommend it. And uh, but the big one, or the other platinum I got was in a game called The Witness, I don't, uh, a puzzle game from Jonathan Blow, the creator of Braid. Wow. Okay. Good for yeah. you for getting that one. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, the there's a certain trophy in there for beating. It's called a certain challenge. And it is one of the most hair-pulling things I've ever I've ever accomplished in a game, and I'm I'm very very proud of that trophy. It took me, I I did a lap around my apartment when I got it. I was, oh man, I was <laughs> uh, that that is my the best puzzle game I've ever played. It's, I like it more than Portal Two. Uh, I'm a, I'm not a big puzzle game guy, to be fair. I've never really either. So yeah, it's but. 
if that says anything, this is it's a it's just a bunch it's it's a lot. It's the cool thing about that game is it's kind of like seeing how game design how game design works and how you, how you should teach a player because it start it all it always starts you out with a it teaches you the rule of an area because you're in like a, you're on an island and each section of the island has different rules and for for the same basic puzzle structure which is a maze they're maze puzzles get to get get, get your line to the other end and while while, while uh, accomplishing a certain set of goals in between it's uh you just go to a panel and you solve a you solve a line puzzle and you go to another, you find another panel and do that hmm. um it's but the way that it teaches you new rules uh each time is just it's 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 like it's literally like in Mario how Mario teaches you how to jump and then how to jump on something and then how to, how to jump a little further how to how to run and it's it just builds upon that and builds upon that till the end uh, when you do the fi- the final area. Um, it's it's a really cool it's a really good looking game it's kind of like got a watercolor kind of look to it. Um, it's. There's almost the only sound. There's barely any sound design in it too. It's really quiet. It's uh, it's pretty. It's got some uh, pretentiousness in it for sure. Well, it's uh, Jonathan Blow. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, 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 there's a uh, if you, I don't unless you don't plan on uh, playing the game there. If you but if you have played it, there's a cool video on Giant Bomb where they talked with Jonathan Blow pretty much about, just about the game and how he made it. Just pretty much everything about the game just sat down and talked to him and he's not i expected him to come across as uh more of a a pretentious person than he actually does he does not come across as uh he seems like a a very nice guy yeah Um, you know like it's there there is a difference between the type of games he's interested in making and what he make or in what like who he is basically yeah he's uh but yeah it's a it's it's a game that surprised. It took over my life for about a week. I I had drawing. I had I looked like a crazy person with, with like papers with like line drawings over them, trying to solve puzzles. It just because you have it, it's a game where you have to take notes to solve puzzles in, and uh, it's got. I think there. Fuck, how many puzzles are there? It's in the it's in the hundred. It's a few hundred. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, but you don't have to do all of them to beat it. You, you know, the set amount you have to do. But uh, yeah, it's a very good. It's a great fucking game as well. It's been a good first half of the year for games. I, I don't know if you could tell from my enthusiasm for a lot of these games, but it's, yeah, yeah. No, I I agree. There's been a lot of strong entries so far this year. I even played this like you get the reviews on the site, but um, I played this uh, Jump Jet Rex game for the Xbox One, and that's that's a kind of a funny little like platformer kind of emphasizes like speed run type things that like I wouldn't have expected to be interested in, but I was totally interested in it. Although I was disappointed by another stealth game that came out earlier this year. I don't know if you ever read the review on that. Um, Republic. Oh, I heard, I, I did not hear those. I heard that game was not very good. I, I am inclined to agree. I gave it a two star. I think I, I don't know if I read the review. I definitely saw it, but uh, it, it wasn't a game that really interested me. So I, I don't think I. I don't think I decided to. No, I decided not. I decided to see what you. Just what your score was for it. I was just curious. It. Um, but uh, it, it's. It had some pedigree behind it that I thought I could probably get behind. I actually had bought the season pass on iOS, 
And oh. <laughs> I was like very excited for it. And it just kept getting, it, it kept taking so long between releases that I was just like, you know what? I'm not going to play this oh, until that, it's completely that, the telltale, out. The telltale problem. And then I, uh, then I got a, basically an offer uh, for a review code for it. I took it and, oh boy. <laughs> I felt, you know, I always feel bad when I have somebody come to me to offer me a review code and it turns out I don't like the game at all. It's just like, oh boy, do I feel awful about giving this a lousy <laughs> review, but yeah. uh, here we go. And I felt like I justified my review well enough. I didn't like, I just didn't shit all over it. I explained why I didn't like it. And a lot of it had to do with, with pacing. And it just felt very different from episode to episode. And as soon as it seemed to have found its voice, it changed directions entirely. And it, it seemed to draw inspiration from a lot of other games without actually realizing what was good about those other games. Kind of like what we were the opposite of what we were talking about with like what Doom did. So. Yeah, and what and what Overwatch does is just like it's like what Battleborn did is it tried to be like four different games and it didn't succeed any of them from what I've from what I've heard. So yeah, games are hard though. It's hard to make games. You know what? This is this is what I I say I couldn't make them. I have I've always had yeah. these ideas for games in my head, but like I have no coding knowledge, and I don't really think I'd be capable of kind of learning that stuff and putting in and putting it together. Like I literally had to spend like two two and a half hours on the phone with my brother, my younger brother, mind you, um, <laughs> explaining me how to emulate anything with it that's based on a disc, like cartridge based stuff. I got that figured out. Dreamcast, yeah. PS One, like we we literally spent probably two and a half hours on the phone him teaching me how to do that. So, <laughs> and even still, every time I go to do it, I cross my fingers like, did I get this right? Did I get this right? Did I get this? Yes, got it. It's cool. So, yeah, because you know some of these games are getting prohibitively expensive. Like, um, I'm never going to spend five hundred dollars on Panzer Dragoon Saga, but I desperately want to play it, and it's not made available anywhere else. So, I'm just going to emulate that. I'm not going to spend five hundred dollars on a game. <laughs> yeah, that's a it's a game I've never played, but I probably never will either. Yeah, no, so. it's, it's a game people talk about in hushed tones, though, for sure. Yeah, I was really yeah. hoping that uh, yeah. uh, Chris Privetier from RP Gamer, he owns the site and runs the podcast over there. Um, he had this thing for a while where every time he bought a game, like a rare Saturn game, it ended up coming out on like, Xbox Live Arcade. So when he bought Guardian Heroes, it ended up coming out on Xbox Live Arcade, and I was like. Oh, because then he bought Ikaruga, and it came out on Xbox Live Arcade. And I was like, oh, this is, we're looking good here. We're looking good. And then he bought Panzer Dragoon Saga, and I was like, oh, this is it. Here we go. It was either <laughs> Panzer Dragoon Saga or Dragon Force. I forget, but it was one or the other, and I was like, oh, we're going to get one of them. And uh, still, neither one of them has ever come to anything. So I, I've kind of given up hope on that ever coming out. If it ever comes out on anything else, I will I will happily spend whatever. If they ask for like $40 for it, I'll do it. I'm not spending $50 on it, though, or $500 on it, though. It's going to be an X launch title. I'm calling it right now. Oh, <laughs> well, that would mean I have to buy an X, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. Vanessa and I talked about that. I don't know if I'm too keen on doing that right away. So. Anyway, let's take a quick break. <laughs> this way we can get to the news and our E3 stuff here. All right. Thank you.
So we are going to go ahead and uh, talk a little bit about E3, what we want to see and what we might actually see and what isn't going to be seen, which is, well, as we, as Vanessa and I talked about on the last podcast, uh, is Nintendo because they're only bringing Twilight Princess to the show. So ooh, like, oh, no, clearly they're going to bring something else to the, stel- or to the show floor because I know everything about video games, clearly. And, uh, well, go fuck yourself because you were dead wrong. Nintendo is bringing nothing to E3 but whatever this new Zelda is going to be called. So, Yeah, it's, like, it's one thing, and... You, I mean, are they doing it? They aren't doing a direct, are they? Or no, are they they're doing? they're not even doing a direct anymore. They're not doing a Treehouse yeah, Live but, either. So it's kind of like, what in the shit? Nintendo is just why? Why are they even going then? I mean, I it's Zelda, but if you're only bringing one thing, and not not to mention that they're bringing Zelda, but they are also bringing Zelda for the Wii U with the yeah. NX version is now the version that everyone's going to want to see. So it's like, okay, well, I understand yeah, why you're doing this because you need to drum up some excitement for Wii U because God knows nobody is excited for the system anymore. But, um, yeah, everyone in the back of their brain is going to be thinking, oh, I wonder what, how this is going to work on the NX. Yeah, no one's going to buy a uh, no, no one was buying Wii U to begin with. Now they're really not going to buy a Wii U because, like, even Zelda is going to be on the next thing. Like, this. <sighs> I don't know what Nintendo does is doing half the time. I, like, you know, yeah. Vanessa and I had a series of podcasts um, that we we lost a lot of them um, when we had to switch hosts. But yeah, we uh, where it was basically us always like, what in the hell is Nintendo doing? I mean, that should have just been the name of the podcast was what in the hell is Nintendo doing? Because we would talk about the Nintendo directs and then any Nintendo news, and it was always just what what what? It's no, like, really, some people yeah. some people like, well, they zigged instead of zag. No, they just. They walked off the field and did something else entirely. They jumped yeah, in the they, stands and just kind of hung out there like, hey, guys, what's up? We showed up at the wrong stadium. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, they, they came in a football uniform and for a uh, for a water polo match. Yeah, it's it's like, and it's probably going to be a phone at this point. It's going to be a it's gonna be all mobile. That's what Nintendo's gonna be from here on out. All oh, mobile, uh, all the time. I don't want to hear that because Mitomo is stupid, so... <laughs> It was cool for the first week or two when I had people who were interested in it, and now it's just like, well, nobody's playing this thing anymore, so that's it's the, not fun anymore. The NXDS. And also, I don't know <laughs> if you saw this, there was a rumor, um, which I don't think there's much credence to, but uh, there's a rumor of a new Nintendo handheld, uh, which it was on a like investor's notes thing or something, and they were like codename it the M, codenaming it the N. Or MH, like Monster Hunter, basically. So it's kind of, so it's it, it put into doubt a lot of. Well, is this is this NX going to be a all in one system? Is it going to be their next handheld and their next home console? Basically, is the NX a, a two in one system? So that's the, Nintendo has said basically we, that it, yeah. if my, it, they've neither. I don't want to say they denied it outright, but they more or less have. But at the same time, they've left in a vagary in their wording. Especially when they've said that you know they had no plans to uh, remaster Twilight Princess, and yet here we are with Twilight Princess <laughs> HD on the Wii U. So, yeah, and then and and we're talking about all this, and we're still not going to know after E3 because the NX will not be there for, for whatever reason. Even though that's, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we don't know when this yeah. NX is going yeah. to show. Nintendo is, and I kind of understand because Sony, and maybe this is why they're doing this, is because Sony and Microsoft both had their own separate thing where they, uh, you know, basically showed off the PS4, the uh, Xbox One, but Nintendo 
kind of, I don't know, at this point, I feel like they almost are doing damage control because, again, as Vanessa and I talked about, there is literally, like, nothing coming out for the Wii U the rest of the year. The, like, there's the Paper Mario thing, and there is the um, Tokyo Mirage Mirage Sessions Sharp F.E. God, I hate that title. I, oh, so, the, fire, the Fire Emblem thing? Yeah, I'm going to just uh, take from uh, t- take from Anna-Marie Privateer over at RPG and just call it uh, Hashtag Fire Emblem. Hashtag Fire Emblem. <laughs> oh, boy. So, uh, yeah. It's, yeah, so, I mean, really, there's, there's not really much else that we can say about Nintendo that we haven't already covered outside of the absolute uh, n- no Treehouse Live and no Nintendo Direct during the E3 press, or, you know, during the E3 time frame. So, that, that leaves us wondering what the hell NX is going to be and when it's going to come out and when we'll ever see it. So, with a March timeline of release i can't imagine we're not going to see it sometime in the next few months but it seems like e3 would be the perfect time to strike and hopefully they're hopefully they're doing something behind the scenes to get uh third-party developers on board because well we know that they didn't do that for the wii u so yeah i thought they said they were going to talk about the nx at e3 they said last year that the next e3 they were going to talk about it but maybe i misremember with it doesn't matter yeah it it doesn't matter because they're if they did they're backtracking on that so yeah it doesn't matter anymore but i don't know if you remember if you think we we would know about it by now if you remember miyamoto said that um the uh, new zelda would beat star fox zero hut to oh yes yes i do i do remember that and uh star fox zero was sitting on my shelf and the new zelda doesn't even exist yet so (laughs) there we go um there were there were some uh other consoles that will be that will hopefully be there though I would I would think they will be. Right now are uh, we are we talking about the the, uh, the rumored new iter all, all but confirmed new iterations of the Xbox One or the PS4? Yes, the uh, the Neo and the Xbox Oneer. I don't I don't know what it's called. Let's let, you know because uh, basically <laughs> yeah. this Xbox One, like from what I, if I remember right, there's actually might be there might be two Xbox Ones coming out. There is a uh, the Xbox Two, a possible slim version of the Xbox One, and then a more powerful one. That is supposed to also be more powerful than whatever the uh, PS4 Neo is going to be. So I, I, I kind of like the term uh, Xbox 7.5. Okay. So was, it's, it's better than a 4.5, which the Neo is supposed to be, basically. So. I hope they call it the Xbox 2. That'd be so stupid. <laughs> I, you know, I... <laughs> you know, I, as much as I sometimes wonder what the hell Microsoft is doing, I still look at their... Uh, their console numbers, and they're still doing better than Nintendo with the Wii U. So it's like, well, uh, it's, it's not hard. So yeah, I can't mean, dump on them too much. Even though, like, a lot of people are like, "Oh, look how terrible they're doing. They're awful." Blah, I, blah, I blah. don't, I don't, I don't dump. I mean, I don't have one, but it's not, I don't think it's yeah. a bad system. Oh no, I, and maybe <laughs> yeah. it's maybe it's because a lot of the uh, stuff I follow, they tend to be a little bit more Japanese fans, Japanese fan like <laughs> internet yeah. internet fanboys are legion. So it does, yeah. It, yeah, it's it's a stupid thing to to argue about. Yeah, well, especially but, yeah. this whole this like I, I do like what Microsoft's done to kind of turn their ship around. Like you know they've they've making the Xbox One backwards compatible. I yeah, that was a yeah, really good idea. I'm, I'm super jealous of that. Like it's great. It's, it's it's they keep they add stuff every month and it's always good games. Yeah, and I mean even if they're not, I mean they're adding you know they're adding more titles. So if it's something you had on your 360, you can play it again. So and like I said, me with my four terabytes that i have on my xbox one i can just throw everything that i want on there all willy-nilly yeah. and not worry so yes yeah. it's, it's it's like i i did see this argument on twitter and i'll get off this subject really quickly here but um 
where somebody like I, I saw this thread on Twitter where people were arguing about the PS4 not being backwards compatible, and it's and it should be. Like, what's why are you so self-involved to think that it should be? This is uh, the the best analogy I came up with is like this is arguing that or being mad that your VHSs don't work in your DVD player. Yeah, it's just, just I mean, you got them. It's got to evolve. Like, it's it's not like they have to they have to add stuff into the system for that to work. Yeah. And it's if you. Do you want it to cost more? I don't. I don't. I don't know what you want because they would bitch about it if it cost. They, if they up the price by fifty bucks too, they'd bitch about that too. Exactly. Oh. That's yeah. That's that's what I mean. It's like, okay, give it a rest. A PS3 these days is like hundred and fifty dollars. If you don't have hundred and fifty dollars to spare, but you want to buy this new Xbox or this new PS4, that's going to be probably four hundred dollars. Just just shut it down. I don't want to hear it. Okay, it's uh-huh. it's frustrating. So anyway, back on back on these uh, new things. So the Neo is or the uh what is it what's the other term that they've been using uh the ps4k yeah the ps4k i kind of uh, like that name honestly i, I, I do too actually yeah um like they've been sort of hinting that it's going to be for um like vr basically like it's going to have a little bit more horsepower to handle what the playstation vr does which makes sense i mean it's, if you wanted to it, i mean the stuff on like the the Vive and the Rift, you take quite a bit of juice to to run those things. Yeah, so. and so I, I do see that, and it's kind of nice that Sony has developed both of these. So, you know, working relations between the two things will be pretty much a simple thing. And the other kind of getting on the other side of this rumor with the Xbox, we'll just say the Xbox uh, One Point Seven Five, um, <laughs> is that they're, I forget where the rumor came from, but that it might be working with the Oculus Rift, which is kind of a big thing because, like, it didn't, like, there doesn't seem to be a lot of, like, credence to the rumor until you think that Nintendo, or Nintendo, Microsoft's um, controllers, the Xbox One controllers, are thrown in with the Oculus Rift. So there's obviously some kind of partnership going in there. So maybe that's why this is happening, and it would be kind of interesting to see if, like, you have what is really kind of the biggest name in virtual reality come to a Xbox one platform, which, you know, may run $400, $500, whatever, instead of a, you know, thousand dollar PC basically. So I think that could be a big thing for Microsoft if they're, cause they're still trying to compete with Sony at this point. Nintendo's doing its own thing. Like it is, like yeah. said, it, it, they are, they're, they're at a football game playing water polo. So they're, yeah. they're clearly not in the same game as Microsoft and Sony, which is fine. Nintendo's always done its own thing, but Microsoft is definitely trying to compete with Sony. And I kind of like the steps that they're taking. And if this rumor turns out to be true, I don't think I'm going to jump on board right away with it because right now I haven't seen anything as far as PS or as a VR stuff goes that I'm like, I want one of these, but it's at least a step in the right direction for getting me in that eventually. Yeah. I'm, the, I want to know more, a little bit more about the PS 4k or Neo, whatever they're going to call it. It's probably going to be something else, but uh, it definitely, cause I have a 4k TV for God knows what reason I had the money and I bought one. So <laughs> but, uh, yourself. I, I understand. Yeah. yeah. Um, it definitely, Cause, I mean, if it looks, if it looks, if it can put out a 4K resolution, I mean, that's a good looking fucking game. It's not gonna be, it's not gonna be native 4K. It's gonna be like, it's gonna technically be less. But uh, 
it'll you, you can say 4k that's 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 the important part you get like, yeah it runs at 4k yeah uh, yeah it upraises to 4k or whatever the yeah. term would be so yeah uh and i'm definitely intrigued by vr i want to i want to try vr that's uh and from what i've seen it looks like the uh playstation vr which they should have called the morpheus i don't know what but it's whatever uh it's it's going to be the more affordable option to begin with. So, yeah, may, maybe especially, I, especially yeah. if you already have a PS4 and it doesn't, from what I've seen, like the PS4 doesn't need, or it can handle the VR, just the, the or the PlayStation VR will work better with this 4.5 or whatever it is. Yeah. But I mean, if it's, if it's affordable, I can see myself trading up for one, I guess. Uh, I assume it could probably handle the the same hard drive. I don't think I don't I probably wouldn't. Maybe it probably wouldn't be a problem. I don't know how shit works. I don't know computer. <laughs> I don't. Um, it's a it's a it's a weird thing. It's kind of like what PCs do in, in upgrading every couple of years. So maybe that's what consoles are going to be evolving into. Is just a, instead of having like or maybe instead of like every six every six years or. 10 years or whatever when they finally release a new system, which is not going to be shorter this time, but maybe they'll just be incremental and maybe the PlayStation five will be when it's like, kind of like how the iPhone does the S in between the, uh, yeah. the two, the two versions. Maybe that'll be what this is like. So, and who knows? It's, 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 it's definitely interesting and it could be very cool. Like, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah, it's it's something that like I'm definitely curious about how everything's going to pan out. And like I said, for now, it's kind of just that thing of, you know, there's there's sort of already a precedence to it. Because if you think about it, like the PS3 went through three models, the Xbox 360 went through three different models during their lifetimes. So yeah. it's it's not that unheard of. Granted, like horsepower-wise, nothing really changed in any of them. It was more just... A, um, a slimming down of sorts and a less overheating problem with the Xbox yeah. 360. So, yeah, because yeah, you've got which, that like grand piano one that came out in the middle of its life, the, the grand piano looking one that's like glossy black, and then whatever the other one was that came out after that. So, yeah. But I mean, if you think about it too, like the PS3 had the like the first PS3 was like the ultimate PS3. I mean, yeah, it only came with 60 gigs installed or whatever, but it had. You know, hardware-based PS2 emulation and hardware-based PS1 emulation, mm-hmm. whereas the model I have, which is the like you know 80 gig, but I have a 500 gig hard drive in there, um, it had software emulation for both of them instead of hardware emulation. So, oh, so you had to you had to down it had to be digital. So, no, well, it's yeah. basically they 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 put a. I don't. Know, I, I'm not entirely sure how this works, but basically they threw an emulator into the circuit board or whatever. To okay. run these things versus having the actual PS2 hardware in there, like there was physical oh, hardware okay. to run these things in there. Like if you opened it up, there was a PS2 basically inside of your PS3. Okay. Whereas now it's basically just a chip or something that emulates it instead of it actually being the genuine PS2. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I'm not a tech person, so but I'm, yeah, I, I'm not yeah. either. I just, I that's, I just, that, that, yeah. what I just explained is about the extent of my knowledge on that. <laughs> okay. So. So as far as that goes, like, like I said, I, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens with these consoles, and I'm kind of excited to see what they both bring to the table, but I don't know what it could possibly be and if I would actually take a jump on these. Um, yeah, it's, it's, 
it's going to be about pricing and timing, and it's it's, it's going to be a lot of factors. We'll see. So, hmm. so um, okay. So let's talk. Let's talk games here now. Games E three. There's always you know stuff coming to E three, but what would you like to see that hasn't been announced, and what are you excited to see that has been announced that's coming to E three? Um, I'm excited. I'm excited to see more of a Horizon Zero Dawn. That game uh, was a, a nice little surprise last year. That's the one where you, with the giant robot dinosaurs, and you're the chick with the and you're the. You, uh, she hunt. sort of yeah. She sort of looks yeah. like a cross between the girl from Heavenly Sword and like, yes, with, yes. With, with dreads basically. Yeah. Um, so that uh, that I want definitely interested to see a little more of that. Um, the new Mass Effect. I want to finally see the new Mass Effect. Uh, I'm yeah. sure. I'm, sh- I'm sure it'll be there. If it's. I mean, it's coming out next spring. Yeah, I, I definitely so. want to see that, and I want to see a Mass Effect trilogy uh, remaster. Oh yes, like oh yes. About it's got to. I don't honestly. Gotta, I don't think it's going to happen, but it's it's got to it's got to happen. It's gotta, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, kind of want to see a little more Final Fantasy 15. I I'm, I'm still not sure about that game. Uh, and then stuff that hasn't been hasn't been announced uh i was a uh i was a big fan of the devil may cry the ninja, ninja theory made just mm-hmm. the DA, uh the, the reboot yes i was a i think that's the most underrated game of last generation it's one of my favorites i beat i've beaten that game i beat that game on every difficulty when it came out and then i bought it um last year the uh the the Definitive the edition. Definitive, definitive edition that that all you could play it uh, with twenty percent uh, faster. Mm-hmm. So I beat I beat it four more times like that. So I really like that. I'd say you're I think, a fan then. I think it's and a lot of Devil May Cry fans. I'm a huge fan of the series. I think a lot of fans are gonna hate me, but I think it's the best one. I think okay. it's better than three. I think it's better than three. Um, and I also think it's better. Than, I think it's the best hack and slash. It's my favorite hack and slash game ever made. And I. Do, I haven't played Bayonetta two. I have played the first one. I think it's better than the first Bayonetta. But uh, I'm I getting back to the reflexes thing. Not my not my yeah. genre. So yeah. and I've it, never really been a big fan of this. This I might get crucified for, but I'm not a huge fan of platinum games. So platinum games are very hit or miss at this point. They make a lot of games now. Um, so. Which call it? Apparently, this new Ninja Turtles is a bit of a miss. So. Yeah, I saw. I I saw. It just looks pretty shit. So yeah, just the just the reviews, and I even heard like I read the review and on a few places, and like they were talking about on the Game Informer show last or this this latest one, and yeah, it doesn't doesn't sound so great. I I had put yeah. in a review code request for it and haven't heard anything back, so I'm kind of hoping I actually don't get it now because I would really hate yeah. to have to shit uh, on another game. <laughs> yeah, the the com- it doesn't look it does not look like a platinum game when when you're when you're fighting in that game, but uh um. Uh, so what else, what else would I like to see? Uh, Shadow Warrior Two, I'd like to see a little, little bit more. I saw enough. Of, they showed a, a bunch of that at a recent show. Uh, the re, the reboot of Shadow Warrior was really was a really another underrated game. It came out a few years ago. Yeah. Uh, it was. It's just another one of those like old school games that uh, I missed. Uh, that I wish were that I lo- that I know that if they made a, too many, I get burned out on them. But right now it's just nice to. It's nice when you, every every few years getting one. Uh, there's probably there's a probably a ton of games that I'm just not thinking of that I that I'll be excited to see. Definitely not Shenmue. 
I don't give a shit about Shenmue. I already backed it, but <laughs> yeah. I kind of, I kind of have enough backer's remorse as it is now. Oh, okay. Uh, I guess we could uh, talk about how little of a shit I give about the about the Last Guardian, and <laughs> how I've never, I've never been interested in that. And as a person who loves Shadow of the Colossus, eh, I do not care about the Last Guardian. Mm-hmm. So what? Yeah. Why yeah. exactly don't you care about the Last Guardian? It doesn't like nothing about that game. It like. I see. I wasn't. I wasn't a big eco guy, and this game seems way more eco than it does Shadow of the Colossus. So, it's. I it just like the gameplay doesn't seem to, seem very interesting to me. I don't. Okay. I hate the. I hate the design of the of the creature. I think it looks really dumb. Hmm. Well, uh, but if you kind of look at it, like it takes place in the same world as like Shadow of the Colossus, it kind of fits in with that. Oh yeah, like it's. So. They've they've definitely they've got their style, and I've. Uh, but it, it, that design does not click with me. Okay, and it's also it got announced what ten years ago now. I think we're going on eight or nine because I think it was like two thousand eight, if I remember correctly. Okay. I thought I was thinking 06, but yeah, it's probably it's it was somewhere in there. Yeah, because um, 06 was when the PS3 launched, and I know it wasn't that early. So okay, yeah, it's just not not many. I can't think of any games that have been in development for that long that have turned out, but I'm sure there's some, and of course, like any are escaping, you know, I mean, rain at the moment. But I mean, technically, Doom. I mean, Doom. You could say has been going since I don't know when they started, but they they pretty much reset on that game anyway. That's been so, at least six years, I want to say. Yeah. Uh, so like, I guess like, I'm not saying I'm not saying it'll it'll guaranteed be bad. I'm just saying I don't. If it's good, I'll I'll probably play it. But I'm, I don't right now. I don't IGN care. has a video up of it. I believe of like the first forty five minutes or so of it. Yeah. So I'm uh, honestly like Shadow of the Colossus was not just one of my favorite games of the PS2 generation, but probably one of my favorite games ever. Um, I really liked Eco too. Just it did something so differently from a lot of games at that time, and it came out at a good time in the PS2's lifespan, where the PS2 was was firing on all cylinders as far as sales go and it wasn't at that point where it was like bringing out all these weird games quite yet it was sort of still in that um well i guess, I, know, I guess it was because it was like you're there's still uh, that mad maestro and mr mosquito game that kind of came out about the same time frame but the ps2 yeah. was sort of having that or still had that legacy of what the ps1 did of like cheap kind of oddball games that may or may not have been games for a lot of people um like yeah. eco if you think about it like one would it's, almost kind of describe it as a game on Steam of like, well, this isn't really a video game, even though there's a lot more video game to it than a lot of games like a, that I've like It's like a one long escort quest. Basically. But, uh, but I mean, you could yeah. also say that like there have, there have been other games that have come out that, uh, you know, have hit very well critically that I don't think of as games. They're just very long movies, essentially. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, uh, the Uncharted games, for example, are pretty much as long movies. Uh, with with some mediocre shooting in between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there you go. Some kind of middling shooting. Yeah, I mean, yeah. but they're always they're kind of these like they're they're stupid popcorn flick movies, basically yeah. or games, basically. If you want to put them yeah. like that, so yeah, I mean, I like I I've enjoyed most of them. So, uh, oh, another game that I, I, I've actually avoided see, seeing as much as possible. I'm a, I'm I don't like spo- I'm weird about spoilers. I I usually can watch about one good trailer for something and then and then if I'm super if I already know I'm interested in it, then I'm like, all right, I don't need to see anything more. And that's Persona Five. 
I just want a North American release date for Persona 5 because they said September for Japan, and that makes me... That's a little, I, I don't like that because that could, that could mean it could be end of the year or even end of the next year, but it, possibly for here. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you're a Persona person or ever played the Persona games. No, but ask me if I own them. Oh, do you, do you own the Persona games? All of them. All of them. That's yes. great. Uh, you should play Persona 4. If you own... If you have Golden, that is the best version of Persona 4. <laughs> it's really good. I um, you know. Yeah, that, another, another one of the guys in the site, Gore, he's playing it right now. So, um, the other, uh, uh, Last month, I think, uh, we were playing... Uh, or, or my group was playing something on... Uh, I think we were playing Borderlands together, and then uh, a friend of ours brought up Persona 4, and then we realized we both like Persona... And it's at, it's at that moment where you realize you got someone to talk to about something that you like. Mm-hmm. And we just went off for like an hour about how awesome Persona 4 is. And, uh, yeah, I could I could do a podcast on that game, too. So I'm super <laughs> excited for 5. Uh, that's probably my most anticipated game left after since Doom came out now. Uh, yeah, I mean, I... I I don't need to see any more No Man's Sky. I know what it, I think I know what it is now. It's just uh, anything. Yeah, um, as 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 we mentioned before we started recording, um, the reason oh, why yeah, yeah. No yeah, Man's Sky got delayed is because they are trying to put something fun into it. So uh, it's I that game is very intriguing. I think, but it's definitely I don't think I don't. I think some people are expecting it to be a different thing than what it's going to end up being. And the, I'm, I, I'm not entirely I predi- sure people even know what they're expecting it to be. They just saw pretty, like how yeah. pretty, and then like you can just go out in space, and it's like, wow, this looks amazing. I don't know what it is, but yeah, I I predict some uh, internet shit uh, around that game when it comes out, just because of the people uh, putting expectations on something that that it didn't deserve to have to begin with because it wasn't going to be that thing that they it wasn't it wasn't in even trying to be the thing that they wanted to be yeah yeah that's uh, yeah. yeah that's that's kind of another thing like i guess me personally i'm not too sure i'm interested in uh, no man's sky i can understand why a lot of people might think it's appealing but my problem is um just this instant like well, why would you delay this, you motherfuckers? I hate you. Blah blah blah. It's like, okay, so you're gonna be pissed off if the game's not what you expect it to be when it releases, and if it's buggy, and people complain that a game's buggy and want it just done right when it ships, but then when people delay it to get something right, they're just it's just an up in arms thing. I don't understand it, and really, it's it's a two month delay. It is not the end of the world. It is not. Well, The Legend of Zelda was supposed to be out at the end of 2015. <laughs> Or yeah, it's just actually 2014, I think. Yeah, it's uh, the the Wii U one. Yes, I think 2015 was when they said was the first mm-hmm. date. For yeah, it. I mean, I th- but, yeah, I think you're right. So, I mean, uh, Twilight Princess. I can't even begin to tell you how many times that thing got delayed. Um, so, yeah, no. they're sending Sean Murray, Death the the lead of the lead designer of Hello Games for this game. They're sending him death threats like fucking two months. And it's yes. a video game. It's a video game. Yes, yeah. because there is no other video games that exist that you could possibly yeah. play in the intro. It's like, and shit, you might not even like the game. Like you don't. <laughs> yeah, it's not like this game was finished. They released it and took it away from you and said, "Well, we need two more months to work on it." This thing still isn't out yet. It, they are doing something to try to make it better for you to play. Just 
calm down and just relax, take a breath, realize, again, it's a video game. There's new ones coming out every single week. It's, and... And look, I guess this is gonna. I don't. Do you remember when Quantum Break got announced? It was gonna be on Xbox One and PC, I believe. I think. Oh yes, the very yeah. shitstorm that was of people like, and, why did I buy an Xbox One? It's and it's like, well, if you bought it just for Quantum Break, I think you should. I think you should like get your priorities straight at that point. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean a. You know, it came from a developer who has put out Alan Wake, and that's basically been it when you think about it. So, oh, like, Remin- oh. I thought that I thought uh, Sam Lake was the uh, Mad Max, uh, not Mad Max, Max Payne guy. Like he was that Remedy? Pretty- yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, okay, so look how often they've put out a game. Yeah, it's been it's not super often. Yeah, once every yeah. seven, eight years. It's like let's let's let's, let's lower the expectations, yeah. and also, yeah. again, it's. It, even if you did buy it for that, okay, so you bought an Xbox One to play Quantum Break, months in advance, that's dumb, buy it when it comes out, because there's always going to be a bundle for a big title like that if it's an exclusive. If you have a PC that's going to run it, great, good for you, go sell the Xbox One, no big deal. Yeah, you lose lose $100 or whatever. If you don't have a PC and you're like, well, I could have played this on the PC instead... How much money did you save on a PC that could handle it? Because my laptop that I just bought cannot handle Quantum Break. Yeah, it's a PC. Like to properly play PC games, you have to put out some money. Like it's a, it's not a cheap thing to do. No, even if you are building one, you are probably looking at a seven, eight hundred dollar, um, you know, venture. So just kind of relax. Your three hundred and something dollar console is still going to play it. (laughs) Just, just cool. I mean, and it, and it will, it will look, it won't look as good, but it's, it's still gonna, it's gonna look fine. It'll look fine. I don't, whatever. Yeah. People, people are fucking ridiculous. Oh, I agree. Yeah. The, I, I have jokingly said this. I love video games. I hate people that play video games. Yeah. There's a lot of people. There's There's great, great people. There's a lot of dumb and people that like video games. Um, If you're one of them, you can you can you can unsubscribe if you want to. I don't care because I we have a small audience as it is. And if you are well, you're probably not listening to this anyway because I've called you dumb before. So (laughs) it's 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 a frustrating thing. Like I said, some of the best friends I've met, I have met through video games in one form or another. Some of the people I despise in the least are some of the people I've met through video games. Some of the people that I've sold video games to on eBay are the most entitled or you know self-entitled whiny little shits that I've ever met. It's like, well, I paid for this Friday night at 10 o'clock. Why didn't you get it out at, until Saturday morning? Um, because the post office doesn't do anything until Saturday morning, <laughs> you dummy. Ugh. So anyway, that's enough bitching about my eBay stuff. Let's get back on to E3 here, so... Yeah, uh, I just think the the last thing I want to talk. I, I'm excited to see the press conferences, but I think the last thing I want to talk about is just the fact that no one's going to E3, like the show floor at E3. It's uh, EA is not going. Activision, I mean EA's got their own press conference, like they always do. Um, but just like them, Activision won't be on the show floor. Rockstar never goes. Blizzard has their own event. Um, well, Rockstar, every year. I don't even think has anything to show at this point do they they probably i think red dead 2 is probably in there somewhere might be yeah but But, i mean that's another developer i mean they're not nearly as bad as remedy is but they they rarely put out stuff i mean it's yeah they take the time between yeah and normally their releases they're all pretty high quality so it's another thing like "Eh, whatever they did you did you hear how much gta 5 made like did you (laughs) 
Did you like hear the recent like earnings report for GTA Five? No, I did not. One second, I gotta just make sure I get this number right. Well, this is the internet. You don't have to be right about anything. You can just you can just take a wild stab at it and say three hundred trillion. That'd be fine, right? They have shipped. Oh, one second. I know. I think they've shipped. Oh, good. I think they have shipped over sixty million copies. Wow, that's that's intense. <laughs> and that's oh, shipped yeah. copies. That has nothing to do with the digital copies. So that's that's a lot. I mean, you have to think how much this game is sold on Steam digitally on the PS3, PS4, Xbox 360, and Xbox One too. Don't have to worry about the Wii U numbers though, because. Eh. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. uh. Yeah, whatever, whatever, I guess Nintendo gonna do what Nintendo do. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of, you know, there's that, that old uh, that old Sega thing of Sega does what Nintendo don't. And, you know, when the, when Sega yeah. got out of the console market, I was like, what, go out of business? But, eh, who knows what happens now. So, Sega's still chugging along, and, and they could just live off their legacy at this point. I don't even think they really need to develop new games. And actually, based on a lot of the new games they put out, they, don't, they shouldn't develop new games. So... <sighs> so if yeah, you okay. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, they have, it has now shipped sixty-five million copies as that's, of as of earlier this month. That is that is unbelievable. I mean, that's three. God, I'm trying to. Okay, I my math. Like, I'm trying to even like put it in my head, like how much that could be. Because how many did you say? Sixty million. Yeah. Okay, so we're we're looking at. You I know, think. I, I think that number is more than the past three years of Call of Duty combined. That's what the yeah the, that wouldn't surprise me. But again, this is a game that only comes out once every few years, so that's people love GTA. Mm-hmm. Okay, I so mean, people, if, a lot of people bought it on multiple stuff too because because it came out on the new it got re released. Yeah, when people the yeah they they upgrade, when they upgraded their consoles, they rebought the game. But still, that is still a sale, which is just insane. And again, that doesn't include digital stuff, which is. I mean, can you imagine how many people have bought this thing on Steam? So, it's uh, I don't I don't know many I don't know many people that haven't at least played that game. So you're talking to one of them. So yeah, you haven't played it. No, I have a, not. It is one of those games a, that I I look at and I'm like, I'm never going to have time for this. Yet I bought The Witcher Three and Fallout Four. So whatever. It's, uh, it's San Andreas is the best GTA, but five is five is pretty five is pretty good. I really enjoyed Vice City. I, it's really been a long time since I've like put Vice City was the only one I've ever I guess completed, um, and still one of my favorite video or jokes in video games is like when whatever character it is you're playing in Vice City and your friend that ends up betraying you, surprise, um, or like changing <laughs> into clothes or whatever. He said, "Oh, perfect fit," and then your character says, "Mine's a little tight in the crotch." And like, oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, mine, mine too, mine too. You know, <laughs> still one of the dumbest lines in video games yeah, that I still yeah, love. Yeah, it's so. really dumb. Uh, yeah, I like San Andreas because I'm a fan of 90s, 90s hip-hop culture, and that's the uh, setting for San Andreas. And so. it effectively just has Easy e in the damn game, so... Yeah, yeah, it's he's a mixture of Easy and Ice Cube. Yeah. yeah he's got Easy es hair, that's for sure. Hey. Yeah. yeah. That, that, uh, <laughs> that, that mid-90s Jerry Curl or whatever that yeah, was. Yeah, the, the old oh, Jerry Curl. I know what curl. that was. Not a good choice, so... <laughs> Never, I... I 
I like Easy a lot. I have all of his CDs from when I was a kid, even still. So I, I yeah. don't want to hear uh, any like, "Oh, you hate Easy." Oh, nope, love Easy. No, I, don't, I mean, yeah, it's fine. I I do like Easy, but uh, he's my favorite member of the group, even though uh, Ice Cube wrote everything. Yeah, but but uh, he has a very distinct voice. So yeah, that's that's what people. And, he, and he's also got a lot of a. Uh, he's the he's the guy that everyone everyone wanted to be in the group. He had the personality and. Uh, Anyway, this is uh, devolving into stuff here. into rap uh, the, the old the rap cast. Uh, I could do I could do one of those probably. I cannot, no. unfortunately. Yeah. I I, yeah. I don't know enough about uh, hip hop yeah. beyond Easy E's death, basically. So I'm uh, I'm pretty. It's one of my it's probably my favorite genre at this point. <laughs> but uh, yeah. um, but I guess about E3 was. Uh, I don't think it's going to be around for many more years, at least not in the way that it's been before. I don't think it's been the way it's been in our brains for a long time. Because I think back and I remember watching it on G4, say, nine years ago, ten years ago. Like, I would literally sit there for the three days that they yeah, had on and I would watch it. I did it. that too. And yeah. it just seems like that doesn't exist anymore, the... The wall-to-wall announcements. I mean, it, maybe it's because of the way the content gets delivered. You can just read about it on the internet whenever. You don't have to sit there and wait for it and wait for it and wait for it. Like, it's all instantly available to you. And you can watch it on your PS4 or your Xbox One. It's really yeah. weird when you watch, a, a, like, you know, a Microsoft um, presentation on your PS4 or whatever. It's a, it's a very strange yeah. feeling. I mean, I watch people talk over. I watch the Giant Bomb coverage of the press conferences. I usually, I usually, I don't watch them live ever because I'm always busy, but I'll... That's how I usually watch it is I'm talking over a press conference. It's a fucking, we're in a fucking weird time. <laughs> it's, sure. Yeah, the internet's, uh, internet has taken over. Um, but I mean, the press conferences, I, they're, I think they're always going to be there, but I don't know if there's ever, it might just be streamed. Eventually there's going to be, the company will be streaming them. And, I mean, E3 is for press in the, in the end. It's a press event. Right. But, and press and press is all on online now. So yeah, and if but I mean, and when you think about it, though, the press is there to not serve us, but effectively serve us, the consumer. So it's kind of it's this weird thing. Like they they are opening it up to the public now, and I think maybe that's try to get some of the hype back. Um, Natsume was was is I don't remember is even giving away some passes, um, some like VIP passes to E three. Um, yeah, you had to provide your own transportation and lodging and everything, but the fact that they would let you into E3 was kind of a cool thing. Um, I'm sure some other companies are doing that too, but Natsume is just the one I'm familiar with off the top. I, of my I head. think they're doing an E3 live thing this year, which is like a outside of the, outside of the convention center, some sort of like live thing where where people can come see stuff. But uh, it's yeah, uh, I think they are having like a public day or something like that, if I recall yeah. correctly. So, it's, uh, but yeah, like. Uh, EA and the fact that like, EA pulled out and this and Activision they pulled out a long time ago, like, before, like a few months ago, and a bunch of other companies just aren't going to be on the show floor is kind of just. And I think that's the writing on the wall right there. I think that was. Yeah, it's. I, I I don't remember if it was two years ago or maybe just last year that Nintendo did its thing where it didn't really have a press conference. It just sort of did a Nintendo Direct and was there. Um, you know, it had stuff on the show floor, but it just did its own um, Nintendo Direct. Where now, like Nintendo is basically only there to show off Zelda and nothing else, which is again, yeah, just, they got per- 
progressively it's, less there. Yeah. <laughs> and Nintendo's yeah. always kind of done its own thing. Like, it never has gone to TGS. And it, it even had its own, um, like, press event out in Japan, if I recall correctly. I don't remember what it is, but it used to. I don't think it doesn't anymore. But it's never been involved with TGS. So it's it's not that big of an issue to see, like, just Nintendo doing it. Because, again, they've always sort of done what Nintendo wants to do. But the thing is, is like when you start looking at the other people that are slowly backing away from it, you really only see like Microsoft and Sony really pulling out some stops for it. It's like, what the hell? I mean, I I don't really know what the future of this thing is. I mean, at this point, I, I'm, I, I think we'll I don't think E3 is going to die altogether because there's too much name recognition in it. But I think it's going to start turning into like a PAX, basically. Yeah, it's I, I mean, I don't even know about that. Because PAX is what in four different places now at this point. Yeah, um, but there's, but I, I think there's that name recognition of E3 that is worth a yeah. lot that you can't yeah. get through marketing any other way. It's just this long-standing thing of well, this is the video game show every year, and whether or not it yeah. really holds true anymore in a lot of our heads, it still is. Yeah, it's like I, I think there will always be the press conferences. I just. Uh, yeah, I just I don't I don't know what it's going to turn into at this point. Yeah, it's I kind I kind of don't want it to change, but it's I mean it's already it I already yeah I already don't yeah I already don't it's I've already I haven't watched any show floor stuff for fucking I don't know how how many years it's all all the press conference I mean. In the end, that's all I care about is what I, what I got to accept is I just care about the press conferences. That's when they people. That's when announcements get made. Uh, I can I can watch trailer. I can watch people play demos on their websites. At this point, it's yeah. That's kind of where I think E three's gone. This way, you can pick and choose rather than have to sit there and like, well, I guess I'll watch this trailer for FIFA two thousand seventeen so I can watch the Metal Gear trailer coming up after that. You know, it's like it, it doesn't. It doesn't really have as much like hold on you since you can just pick and choose media, and especially since like all these sites, like you know, you have the bigger sites like IGN that will cover everything, but then you get the smaller sites who kind of pick and choose, and they'll go more in depth with what they pick and choose. So it's kind of like, well, I will find the voices that I like the most and follow them around. Exactly. So it kind of makes it easier for, I guess, if you if you spend that much time looking at game sites and you know who you like and who you don't like and who your tastes line with it's easier to kind of decipher what would be interesting to you based on what they're showing you and what they've said about it. So I think it's kind of becoming this thing of where it's changing a little bit, but it's maybe adapting a little bit better towards what the press industry is these days. Cause it's not what it used to be. There used to be, you know, for lack of a better comparison, there used to be five or six IGNs basically, you know, there was game, you know, GameSpot was huge one up was huge. Of course, you had IGN. You know there were and you know, GamePro. You had all these other sites to compete that were gigantic, and all of these other sites have now like One Up's been dead for three years now. Um, yeah, you know, EG, EGM's gone. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, they were they've been a shambling corpse of a of a magazine for a while now. I don't know if they're even <laughs> around anymore, but. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, so many of these press outlets have gone the way of the dinosaur. Like, GamePro doesn't exist at all anymore. Um, so it's just like, 
it is catering now to who are considered press. Like I could probably get press credentials myself if I really put some effort into it and got myself out there. And I'm just a guy in my, you know, in my own home who runs a video game blog and podcast. So it's like, (laughs) am I really press? I mean, would you constitute me as press if, you know, seven years ago, would you constitute me as press? No, today I technically am, which is a weird feeling. Yeah. The internet, I mean, yeah, like I said, the internet took over. Yeah, the internet so. gave a voice to the idiots like me, so give <laughs> yeah. us all an opportunity to get your voices out there. Some people shouldn't have a voice. I appreciate it. <laughs> I love hearing myself talk. Oh, believe, believe me. Yeah. It, the the, uh, the novelty wears off once you have to start like editing these things. It's like, oh, oh God, I can't yeah, stand it. Yeah, because when a, like, say, hour and a half podcast turns into a three-hour ordeal, like editing it and trying to cut out some of the dead air and stuff, it gets really old listening to yourself. <laughs> I can I can see that. Uh, that's why I leave it to the professionals. That's <laughs> not that's not my that's uh, not my not my place. I, I, I hate to break it to you. I've never been paid for this, so nobody. So this is not a professional. <laughs> here. <laughs> okay. I hate to break okay, it to you. Hate to break it to you, man. So okay. Um. Anyway, let's let's kind of wrap up here. Um. So game wise, as far as like what I kind of want to see, uh, we talked about it. Last Guardian. I want to see. I'm really hoping that they show more of the Valkyria Chronicles, um, Azure Revolution, but. Oh, okay. I'm not sure if that's going to be on the floor or not. I'm just, it's kind of one of those things like I want to check out. Um, what I would really love to see is uh, that Untold Story or whatever it is, the new uh, game by Matsuno, the guy who did Tactics Ogre and Ogre Battle. Ex- oh, yeah. That mobile game that seems to be Untold in a very, story. very bad spot right now. So yeah. I don't think... Oh. I mean, I am a, a Matsuno fan. I, I, I don't want to say I love everything he does, but I mean, he... He basically made either my first or second favorite game ever in Tactics Ogre, uh, Let Us Cling Together. So I am completely on board anytime his name is attached to anything, but this this project seems to be less and less his thing and just turning into this kind of disaster. And I'm like, oh boy, what, what's going on with that? I have, I have the game on my Vita. I've played a little bit of it because I'd heard good things. It's, uh, I didn't get very far, though. Tactics Ogre? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's... I, I I don't know how far back you've gotten or archives if you ever listen to the old ones, but like I have gushed about this game nonstop, um, almost every every chance I get. It's when it was on the PlayStation One, I probably pumped four hundred hours into it when I was a kid. Oh wow! Um, because you had to to get all the endings, you had to basically restart from certain points or just start the game all over. The tactics uh, or the tactics over remake on the PSP, I've probably put about two hundred and twenty five, two hundred fifty hours into. Damn. So this game okay. has consumed almost 600 yeah. hours of my life, if not more. So, yeah, it's, it's like I said, the only other game that I would even put in comparison to it as far as my favorite ever is A Link to the Past. And that's just because I find it endlessly replayable. Like, I never get tired of playing it. It's just so well designed, and it's, yeah. it's a very tight Zelda game. It doesn't have a lot of the fluff that, like, Skyward Sword or Twilight Princess or even Ocarina, I feel, has. It's, it's it's a thing that you can beat in maybe two or three sittings, but it feels like it still feels very huge, even though like like I said, I know it inside and out, and I can beat it in two or three sittings without issue. So yeah, you find no no arguments here. It's the best Zelda game. All right, good. We're on the same page with yeah. that. So yeah. Um, and anything else I can think of? I I wish that we're not going to see it clearly, but I would because but. They're releasing in the fall, so maybe E3 would be a good time to see it, but I would like to see what this Fire Emblem and Animal Crossing for the mobile are going to be. Because, like, Animal Crossing uh, I can kind of see, but Fire Emblem, that... 
that's a little bit more of a well what the hell could this possibly be and how is that going to work on a it's gonna it's gonna be a match race? it's gonna be a match three with fire emblem faces i really hope not because i will just vomit all over well they did say it is going to be a traditional fire emblem game i'm just curious how they're going to monetize it because I, the only thing i can think of is like if they're going to like maybe once a character dies you have to pay to keep them alive like you can pay to revive. Yeah, no, you, you, you got to have enough hearts, but hearts uh, only re only recharge every twenty four hours. But you can, if you spend nine ninety nine though, you can have you can get way you can get hearts worth for a week's worth of hearts at once. Yeah, yeah, something like that. I I oof, I don't know. I'm almost like kind of disgusted at the thought of that. Seeing Fireman <laughs> go that route, but hopefully Nintendo does something cool with it. I don't hold out a lot of hope, but I suppose there is always hope. So. Um, really, I can't think of much else I'm kind of hoping to see out of this, outside of, I would like No Man's Sky to show up and maybe show off a little more of what it is, rather than just the, like, kind of tenuous, whatever the hell they've been showing has been, like I said, it's, it's, it's a, it's a survival game. Yeah, it's what it looks like, except I, it seems like there's way more hype behind this, like, I like the idea of that Ark Survival Evolved, because there's dinosaurs in it. This, I have friends like, uh, that play the shit out of that game. Uh, yeah. It's not for it's not for me though. I don't. I, don't yeah. I I actually have the the preview edition on the Xbox One and I've been playing it and I like it. It's just a matter of like we talked about earlier. I don't like playing online with people and this is one of those things. That you sort of have to play online with people. So building up my own hut and everything by myself has been a very tedious experience. So <laughs> yeah. it's it's definitely not holding any sort of like real like long term fun thing for me. Although there is a split screen option now. So it probably would be kind of fun. My wife has actually shown some interest in it. So playing with my wife, playing with my daughter would be kind of cool. Yeah. Although it's it's a little hard too. So I don't know I don't know how into it my daughter would be. So yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I can't really think of anything else I want to see on the floor. How about you? I think we've talked about mostly everything that I can think of. Yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, okay. oh, one more. Uh, Mafia 3. I'd like to see a little bit of Mafia 3. But, you know, uh, um, yeah. I will say that the game does have me intrigued. I did The second yeah. one surprised the hell out of me. I really liked the second one. I um, love... I'm, I'm Italian, and I love, the Ita- I love Italian mob stuff. So well, this just, really doesn't. But this, this, this I, the thing I like about this one is it's totally different, and I like the idea of like a New Orleans crime thing. So. Yeah, and um, like I think it was maybe four months ago, five months, maybe even longer back. But um, Game Informer did a cover story on it, and they even did like a podcast with the um, the director, maybe of it, one of the people okay. that are working on it, um, where they talked about stuff about it a few months ago, and that's kind of what has made me so like fascinated with it was their coverage of it. So. It's definitely one of those things. Like I want to check it out. So, yeah, yeah. And the last trailer was really good. They did. I think it was. I think they did House of the Rising Sun with, with the last trailer. But maybe that was the one before that. Anyway, it's a good trailer. Um, I think that's it, though. Uh, I mean, I want to see the new Battlefield. I guess too. Uh, and because it's the World War One Battlefield, and uh, Call of Duty Four, the the remaster they're releasing, I think, because that Call of Duty Four was a big. Except you could only do that. Yeah, yeah, if you yeah, have, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I 
that doesn't necessarily turn me off too much. I don't I don't mind getting two games for the price of one. Yeah, well, um, unfortunately, you're you're paying a hefty amount for that one game because you have yeah. to buy like the super collector's edition or whatever. And, but the Call of Duty Four was a landmark in my. It was that was the multiplayer game in my life that changed that was. My, that's one of my five favorite games of all time. Okay. I will defend that. I will defend that game. I you don't have to that. like. You don't have to like Call of Duty, but if any, if you say that as a bad game, you're objectively wrong. Oh as yeah, far no, as I'm concerned. I, I, yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. It's it's not my yeah. game. I yeah. I would not put it in my top twenty even, but I do see it as being, in especially its genre, one of the finest games that's ever been made. It it changed multiplayer for the past. It it, it redefined multiplayer. I was gonna say yeah, multiplayer yeah. is only just now like evolving enough that it's getting away from the modern warfare yeah. formula. So. But yeah, so that's a, that's it. It's uh, uh, I'm sure there'll be I'm I'm ex- always surprises. Those are always that's always the best part seeing new stuff. But uh, yeah, for sure. And we'll and we'll do another podcast after E3 to kind of wrap up everything and see like what what was actually exciting to us to see on the floor and see yeah. if our expectations were met on some of these things. And I will go ahead and uh, probably be happy about the Last Guardian and talk about it. I'm really <laughs> okay. Hoping, I'm really hoping that what they do is what they did when uh, the PlayStation was announced or or was it the PlayStation or is it maybe this? Oh no, it was this when the Saturn. When they oh, announced the Saturn it's, it's, here it is, it's and like, it's already out. Yeah. It's like wait, what? Okay, yeah. great. It's like go that's, on your PS4. It's here. That's what. That's what they should do with Half Life Three, by the way. They should just release it on Steam one day. That's and not say anything. Just release it on Steam one day because they're still they, they still haven't finished uh, Episode Three. I mean, I, yeah, I think that'd be even funnier if they just said Half Life Two Episode Three. That was the next one. That's at this point. I just think, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, um, I honestly like. I got through halfway through Episode One and never never kind of finished it. Nothing. I, it wasn't. I didn't like it. It was just. Kind of one of those things, like okay, I played it on Half Life. I'm going to stop, and I just never got back to it. So, yeah. But anyway, yeah, I think that's I think that's it for games that I that I can think about. Yeah. Well, all right. Let's do our plugs here. Uh, you can find us at Twitter at Games and Junk. You can find us on the actual internet at GamesandJunk.net. Um, we are working on this whole. I, well, let me not say we. I am trying to figure out this Twitch thing, so I'm going to try to get my account and your account and pretty much everyone on the site's uh, Twitch thing. This way, if they want to stream onto the Games and Junk one, so it will just, as soon as one of us pops onto Twitch, it will just jump on that feed, basically. Okay. Um, yeah. But you can find us on Twitch at gamesandjunk.net, which is, yeah, weird. I, I I had a Games and Junk, and I don't know what the hell a password is or what the email address was for it. So <laughs> yeah, just, just consider that one goodbye. Um, yeah. And let me see. Yeah, so at, at Twitter, I'm at Jason Ariola. And John, you are very new to Twitter, as in the last three days, I think now? Yeah, I'm brand new to Twitter. So I, I started streaming on Twitch. And so to shamelessly shield my product, I figured I had to get uh, a Twitter account. So yeah, I'm at John Lucero777, all lowercase. And your uh, Twitch uh, is legit sublime777. Uh, no sevens. I, th- I think it's just a legit sublime on Twitch. Okay. But, yeah. Uh, if it's, 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 it's it will. I think it'll probably pop up either. But uh, look for the picture uh, of Piccolo. Yes, the Piccolo, Piccolo, and his the the day him and Goku went for to get their driver's license. That's, <laughs> that's right. what I, I remember yeah. that episode. Yeah. Okay. That's uh, that's uh, that's, uh, one hell of an episode. <laughs> 
Fucking damn it. Uh, uh, oh, Xenoverse 2. I also want to see that. Uh, I liked Xenoverse, Dragon Ball Xenoverse, as a, as a huge fan of, the, of that series, was good. Was It's a bad game, but if you like <laughs> Dragon Ball, it's a really good game. It's hard to explain. <laughs> it's just, uh, As a game itself, not great. As a, yeah. Dragon Ball, as a Dragon Ball Z thing to play, it's good. Yeah, because you just okay. you you just spam Final Flash and you're Super Saiyan. That's God, fucking damn it. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's another, that's one more thing I want to see. They just they just announced that like this month. Oh yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah, it's just been a couple of weeks even I think. Yeah, but yeah. So yeah, I stream on anyway. I stream on Twitch. Uh, I try to stream every Sunday. I think. And uh, me and my friend Kyle are currently playing through Bloodborne co-op, which. The uh, thing about that is you have to beat everything in that game twice on co-op. You have to properly do it. So that's so it's sort of slow going. I think we're about halfway through now. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, we do, I do about two hours every Sunday because it's about all I can uh, fit in. Because uh, I got I still have stuff to do. But you have a life to live, man. Yeah, I got a life to live. I got. Then I yeah I got but. Uh, as we sit here on our like two and a half hour work yeah, on our podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but Overwatch has been uh, been getting in the way of that of life lately, so I'm gonna have to dial back on that for the week. I got I got my fill in for the long my long weekend. Uh, yeah, that's now get your blood now get your blood yeah, on basically. Yeah, maybe, and uh, yeah, I'll probably end up streaming some some Overwatch at some point too. Yeah, I. On my personal one, which is uh, Jason Ariola Gadge, G-A-J, um, I did Wild Guns. Uh, the the archive is still up there. Um, you can skip the first three or four minutes because it was me turning it on and then having to take care of something with my kids. So, uh, <laughs> so it's it, really, it's, it just, that's like the end-of-your-seat end programming that, we, that you come for, right? Yeah, pretty much. So, yeah, yeah. If, if you happen to want to check it out, it's on there. Um, the reason I did it is because they're coming out with Wild did I say wild guns? Yes, wild. You said you said wild guns, right? Wild I think. guns, yeah. So they're doing wild guns rearmed or reloaded. God, I don't remember. I wish they had. I thought it, it was wild. I thought it was wild arms. Is it wild guns? Am no, I wild, of wild guns. No, wild guns is a uh, uh, like arcade. Uh, oh, different series. Okay, yeah. I was thinking wild, wild arms. arms so okay, yeah. No, they already remade the first one, and it was awful. So okay, it's uh, good to know. Yeah, that was a wild <laughs> arms ultra code F, which. Beyond reason is like eighty dollars on eBay now. I don't understand that. So it's a terrible game, but apparently it just didn't get printed enough. So people think it's I, whatever. It's <laughs> all right. So anyway, um, thanks for listening to Games Junk Podcast, and we will talk at you guys later. <laughs>